Oh shit. Here we go again. This episode of the Jay Dunn's Last Kicker is brought to you by Guy Snote and Victor Wrench and Plastic Object. Metallica returns to AT&T Stadium tonight for round two of their M72 World Tour after Friday night's opener in Arlington. So what does one of the greatest heavy metal bands ever do on their night off? Check out the local music scene that is. Metallica bandmates James Hetfield and Robert Trujillo, they popped into the Deep Ellum music venue. No, I'm, I'm not making this up. Three links last night. Uh, the Dallas band Van Damme was actually featured there. Uh, the Dallas band Van Damme was actually featured there. Uh, the Dallas band Van Damme was actually featured there. It's a no-repeat weekend. That means tonight Metallica will play a completely different music set from Fridays. That's really cool. Both are sellouts, of course, but our partners at the Star-Telegram report, because of the stage layout, Metallica is actually outdrawing Taylor Swift shows last spring. Around 100,000 metalheads per night compared to about 72,000 Swifties. Wow, uh, you'll still be able to grab a secondary ticket if you want. Metallica's tour has moved on to its next stop, but the legendary rock band had a lasting impact on North Texas. After two big shows at, over the weekend at AT&T Stadium, the band, they donated $35,000 to the Tarrant Area Food Bank. That's incredible. The food bank says it couldn't have come at a better time for them. Number 539. Close. Man, when we have that show. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. That'll be a special show. Door. That will be a special show. Well, we'll ask Anton LaVey to show up. Exactly. Sac- who are we sacrificing? Bolt. I don't know. We'll figure that Taylor out. Taylor Swift, yeah, yeah. obviously. Oh, that's obviously yeah. Taylor Swift. Metal now. <laughs> it is Tuesday, August 22nd. Happy, happy Tuesday. Tuesday, Matt. Happy Tuesday, guys. Happy, happy Tuesday, Tuesday, Nick. Yeah, happy Tuesday, Dustin. Happy Tuesday, Matt. Happy Tuesday, Marlon. Nicholas. Happy Tuesday, Marlon. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Rich. Marlon. Happy Tuesday, Susie. Happy Tuesday. Happy Susie, Tuesday, Happy Tuesday, Tuesday Rebecca. Rich. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, RoboTuner. Happy Tuesday, Becky. Rebecca. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. So, here we are. So You know, I use that line at work all the time. Happy, Happy Tuesday. Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. I, I, I don't do it any other day. Except on Happy Tuesday. It's always Happy yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, sorry. As a radio show that ganked that from us. They did. They're no longer, no longer on the air anymore. <laughs> and oh, you don't say. Friends of ours. As good. of this week, Uh-oh, they got told they cannot put Season any new content on the web until their uh, trials over. little trial's over. They got cease and desisted oh, from Cumulus, the power of radio. What a bunch of assholes. What a bunch of dirty. You know, for, for uh, but they're chuggers. not iHeartRadio, though, are they? No. That's Cumulus. My bad. Still uh, the same shit. Yeah, for for it's not 
it's like the most opposite name ever. Yeah. iHeartRadio. No, you don't. No. It's garbage. Continue. Um, sorry. Can no. I start my rant since you just played? Well, I thought we would clear the air. Rant is about. We cleared oh, the air real quick. We do need since to. We have uh, uh, Nick in the room. Yeah. And I. Let's just get the, you know, there's a big elephant in the room. Let's just get it out of the way. Red Oak. You want to clear out some of the... Uh, yeah, I am. I was not born and raised in Red Oak, Texas. I actually was born in Cleveland. And there's the been a lot of talk real. about this there this was, week. There has, yeah. And that's what I wanted to get cleared up with. So you mean to tell me you're not real Red Oakian? No, man, I'm just... You're a poser. I'm, I am. It's true. I'm a fucking poser. Is, is the problem you didn't drink enough of that water? Trust me, bud, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in a silver can. It's got fucking blue bars on it. They turn blue when it's cold. <laughs> Actually, back then we used to drink uh, was Bud Light back then. Bud Light and Budweiser. No Keystones, no Bush, huh? Some Keystones. You got to do Keystone when you run out of Coors Only Light. Bush Light when, when you had to, like, the bum was like, man, I'm going to buy whatever I'm buying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember Bud Ice Dry? When yes. Really oh, really yeah, we had that, up? too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... and Really, where we started was Zima, yeah. So with a Jolly Rancher, yeah, exactly. So, do you, being from Cleveland, do you know Rob Harvella or Trent Reznor? Yeah, yeah, we're good friends. Okay, Trent yeah. too. We go way back, dude. I was born in Cleveland. We moved here three months after I was born. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay you're safe. Then. And I lived in Arlington before Red Oak, so <laughs> let's. That's let's, my hometown. Let's get that out there first, too. The O one O. Just got to clear the air. I was, Make sure uh, everybody knows seven. Fuck, I don't remember the zip code. I remember the phone number, though. The 010 is the, is the coolest part of town. So. Our number was 6414310, and that was before the area code was applicable. It was a 214 number. You lived with your parents there in Arlington? Yes. What yes. were your first three? 214-641-4310. 641? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were fed out of the... Uh, that CO. Uh, yep. Um, On the edge of Arlington Grand Prairie. Yeah, I can't think of what it's called now. Yeah, yeah. I just went blank. Uh-huh. Dang it, not Crestview. Um, God dang it. Anyway, doesn't matter. We could do I communication stuff. Crispy's the one in downtown Arlington. I would have yeah. gone to Bowie High School had I stuck around Arlington. I would have oh, gone okay. to Martin if I didn't get in trouble. Yeah. And I got in trouble. So I ended up. I went up. to Stared Elementary, left after fifth grade. Only thing I Over got in Arlington Oak, Texas. was where I was born. Arlington, Arlington Memorial. Memorial. Oh, okay. As well as me. I was going to say HCA. Yeah. I was born there too. For, if you sit at the window where I was born. You can see the brothers' graves. You know, I th- I want to say my sister was born at Arlington Memorial too. Rest in peace. I didn't show you guys this yet. Oh no, you haven't. Let's see. Oh yeah, little Taz. Her nickname there was her nickname was Tasmanian Taz. Devil. Here's my sister's, nice. and she uh, her birthday is on Friday actually. Here you go. She would have been thirty eight. I don't have when anything your sister pass to away? show off any of my January sisters. January 6, 2022, that infamous mine, day. Mine passed away in uh, 2019, was it? Or on their air? Or was it 2018? Yeah. 2019, yeah. It's two same years children ago. Same, day as, uh, same day as Dime passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. December 8th. 8th. Yep. So her birthday is the day before mine. She's a year and 364 days younger. Mm-hmm. So I got this done on the 8th of August, so it's brand new. And that's where my sister rests, Dustin, is... Within? With with the brothers. With a stone. Without within a stone's throw of the brothers. Yep. Which is a perfect segue. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, well, dude. let me do my little bitch okay. alone real okay. quick. Yeah, you do a bitch, it, because we've got a long weekend so to we talk got, about. We, this yeah, going to be about a, four hours, everybody. Yeah. Strap yeah. in. And yeah, strap it's a lot, in. It's a lot about our weekend. Strap in. The, uh, so... You heard the clip from WFA. 
yeah, I'm no stranger to going to war with local media and national media. Like I, I, I hate the media. Mm-hmm. They're one of my worst enemies. I think they're the enemy of the state completely. Bunk a bunk and then forty one. Yeah. Yep. I've seen it, Susie. Oh, the, oh, they have an album called "Enemy of the State." And it called "My Own Worst." No, that's a uh, Blink One Eight Two. Lit, wasn't it? Enema of the State is Blink One. You did some forty one, but oh, Lit yeah. is the one that does Blink One Eighty Two. Is Enema of the State? Na 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 na. That's my own worst enemy, right? I think yeah. so. That's Lit. Yeah, Lit. And that's Lit. Okay, I get them so, all mixed up. Okay. They're all the same. You, you heard the clip, though. We we saw. I saw the clip and freaked the fuck out on the, like, Sunday morning. I was like, you were "Oh watching my the news? gosh!" Yeah, no like, shit. On, like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's for one. Congratulations, thanks, dude. It was awesome to see you, Nick, and and Van Dam being recognized, uh, being recognized by WFA. Thank oh. you, WFAA, for recognizing thanks, them. Pete but we're going to talk about about but, that here, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you mention? How do you mention that show mm-hmm. that we saw on Friday night, the Metallica Metallica show? And not say about anything about Pantera. And not say a damn word about it's the first time that Pantera has been back and played Arlington. In twenty. Tw- they say they figured it twenty two years. Said so, fuck. Like I love I that metal's getting it. recognized. But I was thinking about that, myself. The fact the whole that time. you missed that just shows how detached you are from the I metal mean, world. Why did they mention Van Damme at all? They should have just spent the whole time you, you mentioning well, Pantera. It's because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> it's because of payola. In yeah. the TV world, we call it something else. But how do you show? Do you know how you show you're so detached from a genre of music? You get someone up there that says Trahili Joe. What Trajilio? Trajilio for Gile. Hatfield, James Hatfield. You don't even mention the hometown heroes that came into town besides Van Dam. I can explain. Oh, you, there's a there's an explanation. Did you you told them to specifically not mention Pantera? No, no. It just uh, I posted all those pictures and everything, and they got Saturday everything from night, you. And uh, Pete. Who is now the director of social media for WFAA? Delcus. Yep. No, Freeman. Uh, was like, hey, uh, send your stuff out on Twitter so I can like amplify it and everything. I didn't realize he meant that they were going to run a news story. And so he put something together late Saturday night for them to talk about that show Sunday morning first thing. Okay, are you are you recommending that I give him a pass? No. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, not giving that. Pete a pass. No, no, no. Because he's not, not gi- from here. Okay. I'm not giving anybody a pass. <laughs> I'm saying that he put something together very quickly mm-hmm. and was like, oh, my God, these guys showed up to see Van Damme. Yeah. yeah. That was the story. No, he was doing that as really a friend. Awesome. And, and then, then it later, WFAA made a post gotcha. on their actual website of the whole story, of the donations and everything. If I was did. putting the story together, and I'm not bashing Pete because Pete probably No, this happened at like midnight up. Saturday night. I'm going to bash morning. Pete. Just because no, there's no I, if I'm doing a story days, though for WFA, no, if it fine. got handed off to me and I was going to be the the director of news that morning, I would have probably done my he's due not diligence. The director of news, he's the director of social media, but and yeah. found out. Oh, well, I'm not talking about Pete. Oh, yeah. Like I'm sure Pete probably handed oh, yeah, it off yeah, to someone. Yeah, he was he was more so just trying to say like for y'all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. He was that's, doing and that's thing. fine. It's the fact that it went to the it went to print, for lack of a better term. With Tregilio. With Tregilio, and no mention of Pantera, no mention of the history, nothing. That, that was ASMR. <laughs> Whoa. That was. That was a good one. It was really but good. But no, no mention. That's my, that's my only pet peeve of the whole thing, is that. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know because they weren't really. I don't talking disagree about, with you. There were so disagree. many. There were so many attachments too so between the shows. They didn't even mention the other bands that were playing, right? Which is the whole reason that those guys were there. They weren't yeah, there exactly. to see Their us. Sons. Yeah, they weren't there to just hang out in Deep Elm. Yeah, bastard. Uh, Bast- they were there to see Bastard Dane Bastard and Otto. And, yeah. Otto, and uh, nothing said nothing at all said. about that. No, we're just going to talk about Van Damme, Taylor Swift. No, no, that Van was Damme, a different dude. story. Oh no, that that was the same story because they had to talk about the uh, how many people which set a record, set a record. Um, Metalheads always prevail. Was fucking you know, I was sitting there thinking during this show, like as big as as that band is, if they put in a to to run for the presidency, <laughs> all four of them, <laughs> they'd get some votes. <laughs> they'd get a lot of the votes. I mean, we have. President Hetfield, Vice President uh, Hammett, uh, Don't fucking me. Lars doesn't count. He wasn't born in this country. Well, you're right. And so he can be Secretary of Secretary, State or something. No, we'd have the uh, the Treasurer Tregilio. Yeah. Tregilio. <laughs> but I was I was like, man, you look. You said something like in the middle of the set. You said just look around, and that's when I looked around. I was like, yeah. That was more full than I've seen a cowboy game in years. Yeah, it's a business. Not it's counting business. the floor. Now the floor is a whole different. I mean, you've got another. Yeah. I don't know. Probably ten thousand on the floor. But Dude, yeah. Just looking around the seats, and I started taking pictures of just the seats and how they look going around the bowl, and it was. That and, was incredible. Do you think Talica, every seat, everyone was taken. set aside all their any whatever left right or whatever and everyone had a blast that's because metalheads don't care about they left don't. or right they man don't. it was i ran into so many well sunday i ran in not ran into but like stopped and talked to so many random people and they were all super nice everybody was nice that night that's the first time I've i been... sat i sat between four three strangers i, I didn't yeah. know they were friends of a friend they're like hey do you want this extra ticket <laughs> Yeah, I, it's a great time. It's the metal community. We're yeah, we're, oh, we're yeah, a good dude. group of people. I think that's the most peaceful event that has happened there. Way more peaceful than cowboy games. Way more peaceful than cowboy or games. Or any I didn't fight. That. I didn't see any fights. No, I'm saying like fight UFC nights. matches. UFC. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I mean, didn't see Taylor any... Swift. There was some fighting. I didn't there see were anything. Videos of on, it. I didn't see anything on Dallas Texas TV about fights breaking out. Oh, the only thing I saw was that chick climbing the tower. That's it. Which, however the hell you got through security to, to climb do that, that tower. That's how, amazing. how did you get 100,000 people into the building two nights? And not an issue. <coughs> and no incident. Yeah. Very, very... I'm uh, sure there are plenty of drunk people yeah, doing dumb yeah. shit, whatever. That happens but after the show. There's probably a bunch of drunk people that got... You there know, were probably Arlington. things I did that I could have got thrown out for. Oh, but, we did too. We were uh, sneaking all I over think, that place. Dude, we okay, almost shut the show can down. Can we talk about that? We are like, can should we, we turn the power off? Can we talk about <laughs> entering the venue... Can, I'd like to start sure. there. I, w- yeah. I would like to also. I'm not yeah. going to address where my seats were, how that came about or anything. I got from the front door. You went through the metal detector. You had to show your ticket once there. Yep. I got all the way to, I think it was section 100, to a seat. And not a single person stopped me. No one, I walked no up, one stopped I us. walked up to the suite door and almost followed someone into a suite. I took my bong in. Well, I'm I'm gonna go off your story because I was wearing my my necklace. I get it. Yeah, you're doing the Wayne's World thing, but like the the security. Not that it was bad. It was just like if you wanted to be on the floor, 
You could do you it. Could have. Now, I also read a story. We should have known that. Oh, I read a story about a guy. That guy down there checking the tickets. He was oh. below our seats. I we read a story right about by. a guy that figured out that one of the wristbands was a certain color. And then he saw that the people who are going to the floor had yellow wristbands. So he went and got mustard packets from one of the, con- the concession stands and dyed his fucking wristband ah, yellow genius. and got down to the floor. That is genius. <laughs> absolute genius. That is absolute genius. That's pretty damn That's what good. I'm doing next time they come in with Pantera and you guys opening. <laughs> yeah, yellow wristbands, dude. He walked right past everybody. Can I say the- something, though? That the, the, are they, is Metallica getting to the point? Or have they already? Have they been there? Where they're nipping at the heels of the Rolling Stones as far as merch and like the the whole company. Like it feels like a company mm. took over the stadium. Okay, and Kiss. And I, I, are they are they getting close to that? Where they're just a machi- like a corporate like four thousand BX nine metal machine. I can talk about that. And I, and I want to get in that too because I want to talk about how. Okay. The first part I want to say real quick, and I wanted to say this before we got into all this. Over the years, we've talked a lot of shit about Metallica. We've, we've talked about you know their records sure. and stuff. We've rated their records. We've gone through stuff. We, their new record, we you know, eviscerated on this show a few months ago. And I want to say the reason we say it is because you always, you, no, you always talk critically about something you love. Oh, wait, that's true, too. You always talk critically about something you love. You always get deep and... If if you're not if we're not talking about you or being uh, realistic when we talk about you, then there's something wrong. Or if we're just ignoring you, when I say when I say doing a bit, I mean that everyone always talks shit about Lars playing the drums. That's a bit. Yeah, it's not even that. We were actually just. It's a bit. We were really going through stuff. No, I get I get what you're saying. Like you. Uh, really the, being critical next, about things. When the next things. Nine Inch Nails album comes out, you're going to listen to it from front to back a lot of times, and you're going to honestly review it. Yeah, you're not going to say, "Oh, this is fucking good because Nine Inch Nails." Metallica has put out some fucking shit. And that's what we did that with seventy two seasons. Did you like it? I like like two or three tracks. Okay, on it. I couldn't I, I, get like, through the seventeen minute intro compared to that's the one I like. that's compared one to the about. previous couple of albums. Yeah, better. Yeah, better. I liked um, Death Magnetic. Hardwired was kind of weird. I agree. Death Magnetic. Their was greatest good, album, though, is some. Well, let's not get into the greatest album. Talk, <laughs> Saint Anger. We could have a, we could have a conversation for. Well, it's Saint Anger. Yeah, by far. Dude. So, anyway, we 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 talk critically, but to when we start talking about like what you said about this being a machine, and they are. This is a machine. This is a corporation. They're more than just. The band, and you saw that in some some kind of monster, the documentary mm-hmm. about how they were slowly turning into a moving machine. Mm-hmm. And what we got in DFW in North Texas yeah. this weekend is one of the coolest fucking things a band has Agreed. ever done. Agree, that's true. Ever Very fucking true. done. And Metallica I know Metallica takeover was a success. There were a lot of people talking shit on social media. Fuck Metallica, blah blah. Then they're so old, no, and no, I no. was into them back I when I was saying. younger, and blah you blah. You saw blah. my post about it. Yeah, I'm sure. But and it was like people didn't understand. Like there were people even on Sunday that were like, I don't understand what the fuck's going on. There were people bitching about. We didn't have any attendance at our show on Friday because of fucking Metallica over there. And I was like, well, first Why'd off. You, you should have looked at the calendar. You should have looked at the calendar, not book that date because first that date's off, been booked for a fucking yeah. year. 
That date has yeah. been the Friday. The whole weekend's been booked out for a fucking year. You should have known no, better. Seeing. And situational awareness on Friday night, like you said, it wasn't just Metallica that pulled everybody in there, <laughs> nope. sir. That entire stadium was when full you, for Pantera. You, when you walk through that parking lot and you saw the dudes sitting on their fucking tailgates drinking beer, what were they listening to? Pantera. They were listening to fucking Pantera. You know, you know amazing? When I, besides brand new shirts from the merch stand that people like put over their shit, I think I saw more Dude, Pantera yes, 100%. shirts than I saw Metallica well, what shirts was crazy, first What night. was crazy, do you guys remember when Phil said, how many guys have seen... Uh, a Pantera show before 1990, and there was like, yeah. yeah. How many have have, have saw, uh, in, the, saw in, the, in the 90s? And everybody's like, yeah. And then they're like, how many have never seen us? And like, there was thousands of people Absolutely. like had never seen them, never seen them. Yeah, that I, that's what I was like. Time. How man? I guess I don't know. We grew up in a time where we got to see the metal royalty on a regular basis, and you just take it. We've taken that's it. The, adva- that's we've we've taken it for granted. Is and that's what we have said on this show for years. Is that having Pantera in your backyard? Yeah, we're you lucky. take them for granted. Yeah, you yeah, take sure. everything. You know, seeing them, seeing them grow up and playing. You know, the tattoo bar and sure. Joe's, Joe's, or going to Reno's, or going to, Reno's going to Trees stuff, at yeah. the the Great Southern Trend Kill album release and hanging yeah. out with Don yeah. and Vinny, like. Just it's a thing. All that yeah. shit. You had the opportunity. We had the opportunity, and we always look at them as. It's Pantera, but there for a little while, they were the biggest metal band in the world because Metallica right. had had slumped off, mm-hmm. or yeah. wasn't doing anything, or yeah, was the doing the 90s, load reload, early nineties, yeah, all that crap up to like ninety five. Reinventing the steel, dude. Mm-hmm. Pantera was the biggest metal band in the world, and so on Friday night, you have two of the biggest metal bands in the world playing together Under for same one roof. night, but yet. There was a showcase which we promoted, and I, th- I think it was just bad timing. But every band on that showcase, the I can see timing. any day of the week of any month, any time. Sure. But you got everybody was there. Everybody was fucking there mm-hmm. Friday night. Yeah. And it was absolutely incredible. So, uh, the one thing, too, that I'll say about this is if you're a fan of Metallica, let's say, I hate to, to put it this way, but let's say you're broke and you can't do anything. But maybe spend ten or fifteen bucks to do something and get to be in the same room as Metallica. You could have done that this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was twelve dollars to get into that fucking three link show. I think. Yeah, before it sold out, I think it was twelve bucks too. You could have bought a ticket in advance and been a part of the Metallica takeover weekend. You could have been in the same room as James Hetfield and Rob Trujillo. They also did the Texas Theater Ross Halfin photography book which, signing. First off, Q and A, which I didn't even know about. <laughs> I knew about it. I knew about it. And uh, Rob and Kirk showed up there. Yeah, and Kirk hung out. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. Is like if you're a fan and you yeah. don't, ha- you can't afford to buy a ticket. I, I feel so bad for those those folks that couldn't go. But if you, you don't could, know, you could have been a part of the weekend in so many different facets. Even to you could have stood in the trees parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, and, and watch. still done something. But then there were two other things that went on. Yeah, the fugitive shows, uh, three other things, tulips yeah. and Southside Ballroom, and Echo Lounge had the cover Echo show. Lounge. Yeah, exactly. Which I think Kirk and Lars showed up at. Yeah, a little and bit so or the, the point I'm getting at is, well, hold on, there's one other thing that was even the coolest thing in the world. You didn't have to pay squat for. Oh sure, you could have gone to uh, 
main event in Grand Prairie. Sure. And, and they had the, the crew bowling tournament. Exactly. You could have bowled with the Metallica crew. And, and they showed up there for a little bit. Yeah. Not long, but they just showed up and said, and you so, know, and left. But... The the thing what the I've, fuck? Who does that? The thing that the news has been comparing this to the whole time is the Taylor Swift thing, right? Yeah. Let's pretend you're a Taylor Swift fan for a second. And Taylor Swift showed up at Three Links? No, not even that. I'm saying <laughs> let's, let's pretend. pretend that you're a fan and that you pretend. wanted to do something that was part of the experience of when she was in town. But Whether she did one show, two shows, three shows, whatever. Yeah. The price point for which you had to spend your the amount of money that you had to spend to be involved in that weekend was through the roof. It's exponentially larger compared to the Metallica experience. You could have sat on the back patio at fucking Three Links and bent Rob Trujillo's ear until two in the morning. He was there until two in the morning, hanging out, taking pictures, signing autographs, kissing babies, whatever you want to say. He was there to do that all night long. He didn't turn a single person away. He got punished a by a member couple people. Suicidal not, tendencies. Didn't give a shit. He was there all night to hang out. And never in a million fucking years. Well, let me back up. You might hang out with the bass player from fucking Taylor Swift, but who even is that person? Uh, and that's not the person you really care about anyway. Speaking of which, I need to look so. up something up. But anyway. Yeah, that that was, was my takeaway from the whole the weekend. The weekend was fucking And crazy. there wasn't many shows in the continental U.S. either. That, it was very no. special. There's not well, many of these there's shows There's only going on. four or three left, and then they go to Europe, and then it they'll come back in 2024, and they're doing like five or six more stops. But it, it sounds like Tara's going to do some tour. I also two, started way, thinking about... Phil talking. I started thinking about, too, like... What other bands could do something at this level? An, an entire weekend where you have numerous activities, where you have a day in the middle that is maybe the crew gets the day off. Yeah. Maybe the band has a whole bunch of different things planned, whatever. We saw Rage what, do it in New what York. Other, what other band is going to do a, a three-day weekend they weren't running around where the entire Metroplex is taken over? The they had Metroplex. they had stuff in Fort Worth. They had stuff in Arlington. They had stuff in Dallas. It reminded me when everywhere. NASCAR first came here, and they were remember when NASCAR would take over Fort Worth when they first came out here, and they would like we're go see Dale Earnhardt, you know, at Flying Saucer, and it, all over DFW there was these events. It's, the Super Bowl, another great. That's yeah, exactly another great what example. it was like. All the different parties, yeah, all yeah, the different yeah, people absolutely. came in. Hundred percent. It's exactly like the Super Bowl. And but for doing, if you're going to be a part of the Super Bowl. You buy a ticket to the Super Bowl, and you go to the Super Bowl. You don't usually go to the fucking pre-party on Friday night because you can't get in. You don't go to the uh, the the players' party on Saturday afternoon or whatever. Like you, it's a very VIP type of situation. No, I get that. It's a VIP <laughs> type of situation, or you got to be part of the photo crew or whatever, or do blow this, with Joe Buck. This this. Experience I mean, that they brought to Dallas this weekend or to DFW is it's unlike anything I've ever seen any other band do. It's I've it never the seen the biggest concert that you've ever seen. Bigly, you, it's big, it's huge, it's huge, huge. It's 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 more than any other band I I can say has put in effort into taking over a city that they and took over the city. They properly labeled awesome. it, and and I don't know if they had like obligations like hey you got to come to town and we want to make sure that everyone fucking gets to see metallica this weekend whether you can spend five dollars zero dollars or ten thousand dollars how much snake pit how much jerry made off well you even had a there was a dinner uh, and all within my hands like dinner 
thing, uh, fundraiser dinner thing to also. And uh, that's the foundation that gave to the Tarrant okay, County Food Bank. Yeah. And um, I don't know. There was there was just so much going on. And the, I want to rewind a little bit. We were talking about security walking in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. We never got. We walked through security. We both went off. Just kept walking. And the guys were just like, well, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, that makes me feel good. Well, I'm going to go back out to my car yeah, and get a few things and yeah, then come back. Then Is that back. okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, I just wonder how much Jared made off that. I would say. Like uh, a, at least $5 million, right? Because you got parking alone. He it's, owns it's all parking, the parking. And right. That's insane. Yeah. It's, it's and definitely he probably got to the, rent the place, I'm it's sure. It's definitely an M. It's, it's an M for M. sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. But man, what a what an the, amazing okay, weekend! Let's, if we don't, if I can't find the, out about it tonight, I'll find out this weekend. There you while go. we're talking about parking, the resale uh, situation for this whole weekend. Chaos. I don't know if you guys saw the the price of like resale tickets, not just tickets, but parking passes. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're through the roof. Like a thousand dollars. Although I, I found I some for charged 60 Thomas. bucks. I should have huh? charged Thomas. I found some for 60 bucks. So did we. We found uh, I had parking in my like house. Section 10. Yeah, we just parked at his house and got dropped section off 10. by Susie. Susie dropped us off. I should have charged Thomas for parking. We had Section 10 uh, the second day. The that's first good, day I was that's with a, good a, a friend that had a really good spot. But That's where my school was. Uh, the, <laughs> was we, were, we were looking at it on, uh, I think it was f- Friday after. No, no, no. It was Sunday morning before going into the show Sunday afternoon. Trying to find a parking pass because some friends of ours had tickets to go to the concert and they didn't have a parking pass yet. And we're like, you better fucking figure it out, dude. Yeah. And so I last minute got a ticket to go on Sunday. I got lucky and someone had an extra ticket and I rode with some friends to the show. We were buying a parking pass as we're coming up. Uh, fucking ballpark way or whatever yeah. the AT&T way or whatever the street is. So, and we got one for like 60 bucks in go. a decent place. Uh, All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Let's hear it. Hit me. On, put it on the screen. The Jones Show. No, I. We got an extra screen on the OBS here. <laughs> this hurts. Okay, so to rent a stadium, AT and T Stadium for a concert. Okay. It is anywhere between two and a half million to three million a day. Okay. That's just to. That's rent without it, parking. Sure. That's, that's so. That's, that's just to rent, without crew. Without any, that's to rent it out. And it's they started building that stage on Thursday. Yeah, so you got to buy it Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you got to pay for Saturday. No one Goodness there. Goodness gracious, Nobody's man. there. Sunday, and then Monday for teardown. So six days. <laughs> so you got to make enough million. money to cover your nut on Saturday when nothing's going on. I wonder on. how much money the city of Arlington made from it. I'm sure we'll we'll learn, but there was an influx. A few hundred thousand, a few hundred thousand uh, was it dollars Star or Telegram something? or something said that the influx to the area was because of the show was insane. Yeah. yeah, but people traveled. It was like Taylor Swift. People traveled from all okay, over that's the country thing. to see this so, show. At uh, Saturday night at our show, I can't tell you how many people came up to us. Like, which you guys had resale chaos too at your show. Uh, you, I'll get into that. But um, <laughs> y'all got talking about geek. talking about out of people, uh, out of town people. I had a dude come over. He's like, "Oh, hey man, what's up, dude? I'm Don. I'm from fucking Arkansas, dude. You guys were badass, man. I, I, I ain't ever heard of you guys. Y'all from around here?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're from Dallas, dude." And he's like. Oh man, we just we drove in for Metallica weekend. We saw this other concert was going on. We figured we'd check it out, man. And there were, I would say at least ten different people that came up and said something like that. And so I can only imagine out of the. I wonder what well, your social media numbers are going to be like after. Mine? Well, Van Dam. It's if ridiculous. it if it, if it jumped had a little jump this week. 
just before the show, I think the day before the show, we added like 50 followers. And then that clip of the WFAA news thing, I got a notification from Instagram that said it had 2,000 plays. Damn. Which that I never get anything yeah. like that from Instagram yeah. or anything I fucking post. I think we've gotten like one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's 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 been it's been great. Uh, I think ours just said someone actually watched the video that you posted. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you hey, one, you have a new fan. We, we you get did something email, cool. We it get the email one. from Instagram. It's like, do you guys want to shut down the account? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This account has been uh, not used for so many it's months. It's been deemed we, as yeah. uh, abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's it, it was a great, great thing. Uh, do you guys want to get into that? Yes, we do. Because I, I've had a, a close to an experience like that when fire, I was in te- fire, a wait, teenager. Wait, wait, wait. Questions. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. No, let's do this chronologically. Let's talk what? about. I want to talk about the show on Friday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Oh, that. okay. Um, we could do that. Wolfgang, Wolfgang Van Halen, Mammoth. I didn't make it in time. I. Uh, I, I was teasing I the Doties. I was teasing them. I was like, this is diet metal. And Matt and I were talking about diet <laughs> yeah. metal. Then they attacked me. Like, well, what would you say? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? That's uh, that's Eddie's He's son. royalty. He's a prince. Well, that's why he's on that stage, right? You don't have to let us he's know a, by he's playing. A name. He's a name. He's uh, a name. But he's done good stuff. He, he used to play with I, Van Halen and stuff. I he's think good. He's, he's talented. Yeah. He's very yeah. talented. I just didn't like what I was hearing. I was like, well, what is that? Oh, yeah, it's just well, an ice maker. You guys got all kinds of noises. You want to, like, I could learn, we could learn that set that they did probably in 30, the three of us could probably learn that set in about 30 minutes. I mean, he did some cool <laughs> stuff that his dad would do. he play any Van Halen but, songs? No. He okay, didn't. well, that's unfortunate. But he did. He missed, he missed the fucking mark on that one, dude. He did some some weird, you know. Tapping solos. Tapping yeah. and, 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 and pick scratching. At and, least you know, one. Triple like, picking and stuff. I didn't know who he was until I saw the guy that had the EVH shirt, the EVH hat, Belvedere the EVH was, guitar. Was up there? <laughs> he had. I'd <laughs> Belvedere to get all that Eddie Van Halen uh, gear. <laughs> and why didn't they tell me that Belvedere has a new band? <laughs> he does, actually. So, yes. For the record, he does. Oh, he does. Do we have All a name? Right. Uh, I don't know it, but I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Yeah. So that was pretty uh, interesting. You know, yeah. their set was okay. But then... Then Pantera. Fucking Pantera is playing AT&T Stadium. Good gosh almighty. And when you can sing every fucking word to every song. There was some man crying going on that night. Now, I want to say something about this. You could tell the brothers were missed. You, Zach 100%. is not. Absolutely. They did an incredible Dimebag. job. Zach of, did great. Uh, Charlie is not Vinny. Can I have that right there? Oh yeah, yeah. Pour one out for the boys. They're not the same, but still hearing everything live again. Yeah, with Dude. Phil, with and it wasn't the illegals. You know, the illegals. It sounded a little weird. I'm not. I, I love what they were doing with the illegals. I love that they That's did. Right you know, here. they covered. Or they did the Pantera sets and stuff. Yeah, showing respect, yeah. But you got Rex running around there being dude, Rex. Yep, yep. Doing Rex things. And His just being a badass Phil, and having dude. fun. And them walking around. And Phil just walking around this Before the show. And people just chanting. The entire stadium just, Pantera. Okay. I like how they walked, dude, I like how they walked the, around the stage Pantera. before the show even started just saying hi to everybody. Like, where, hey. were we all, where were we all sitting out on? The lower hundreds. In the okay, hundreds, yeah. lower, about 50-yard line. I was in the snake pit on Friday. Yeah. And when they did walk. Yeah. 
that obviously like the you echo you it. could hear the echo from where you're sitting. everybody's singing to be in the middle 50 yard line of that fucking stadium when they did walk on goodness. the star it was it was incre- like it's making the hair on my arm right yeah now. well so, dustin and i kept wondering if we're, there was going to be a rush because we kept telling the uh, they've had rushes before the olds around <laughs> no, they, were, they were really good about uh they were really good about letting the right people in wristbands and all that the weird, most of of the snake pit, I unless say. you have a ketchup packets to, yeah. or mustard packets. packets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the one thing about that stadium, and I've I've experienced it walking sidelines at Cowboy games during playoffs, is the sound comes down on you and Dude. it hurts. Yes, and when they did walk, uh, you can feel it coming going, down. Free. Yeah, Spec. It just like it was. It, I was, was wondering if was, that was down there. Was going, you could feel it. Free, going, free, free. Spec. Whoa. <laughs> And That's kind of like, how it is at games too. Like, oh my god! It and it, was you can feel incredible. it like crushing you. Like you're like, oh my god, this is so weird. Yeah, that was cool. But it Very was cool. Um, that was, I think Dime would have bitched about his guitars. For yeah, sure. that's the other thing. I was like, like guitars need to be need louder to be because you're a guitar driven band, right? Um, Cheers, everybody. The drums sounded fantastic, mm-hmm. um, but just. Uh, it was really fucking weird. And then, you know, we it's hear surreal. people, they didn't play Cemetery Gates. Well, they didn't have they Sebastian didn't one there. You need Sebastian Bach. That's the only true way. <laughs> and if you've never seen Sebastian do it, go stadium. look at my YouTube account. <laughs> it got played in the stadium, dude. It did get played. They'll do it at the fucking next ride for Dime, dude. It'll be all right. <laughs> the, um, the next night. Yep. Fucking fantastic. You know, the band... Did their bow? Wait, you're talking about Saturday or no, Sunday? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to back up. On Friday, Pantera, you know, they did their bows. They did everything, and just the chance going on, and them looking truly grateful. Oh, dude, about everything. Yes. Like it looked yes. like at one point, Rex just crossing his arms, just nodding his head, like holy crap. And putting I took his head a sh- down I was, I was like, like, he's just like, I, was I, right I can't here, believe this. And they're like right up here. Yeah, and I'm taking pictures of them. I have a whole bunch of pictures. I don't even realize that I took. That's the way I was. I looked at my camera all the day. I was like, I took this many pictures. <laughs> my uh, my phone died uh, close to the end of the Metallica set, and I had to like, hey Scott, can you tell Hampton to like stay in his car and the and find out what parking lot he's in, yeah. so that I can get a ride home. So it was Sketchy. that was fantastic. The next night they went down to Austin, and I've heard. Oh yeah, Lamb of God. Today I heard stories about Houston. Uh-huh. Houston was sold out. It was crazy complete chaos you know their normal show then they came out and played friday but saturday they went down to austin and i sent you the picture yeah they played coda mm-hmm. um which is the for- formula one track down in austin they have an amphitheater oh, yeah. out there and someone got up in the tower and shot down at the concert completely sold out that crowd's insane mm-hmm. just freaking crazy and um i got reports from people that went down to that that said that it was just fucking incredible, and it was the same thing. Like, yeah, we had a bunch of people that we know here that traveled down on Saturday to see that show. Yeah, yeah, I heard of, of a couple of people that went, but uh, had much better things to do on Saturday. The one thing I did not know, and I wish I would have known this: which side of the stadium did you come in, east side or west side? Uh, or maybe the north side. Okay, if you came I was from in, like the staff parking. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe so. There's a bunch of staff parking in there. Um, so the the stadium's like this oval, and I was on this side. Were you on the Six Flags side? Three. 
Okay, I know where you were. Then you didn't see it. The AT and T Plaza has a stage out there. Oh yeah, they didn't do the show that they were going to do. They didn't do that. They canceled it because it was so hot. Okay, and that's why Fugitive ended up playing at Tulips. Okay, because I was reading the deal that, uh, and I was like, no one said a damn thing about. No, they this. did. They like they Fugitive put, played three shows. No, they put they put some stuff out about it. They did. Okay, um, the show Fugitive was, was supposed to play. Yeah, there was supposed to be a, like a middle of the day in the sun show of Fugitive and I think two other bands. I the, forget who the stab wounds and yeah, someone else. stab wounds and somebody else. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they canceled it because it was going to be so hot. And then they took Fugitive and they added them as a secret guest. They announced that there was going to be a, oh, there's going to be a secret band of tulips, and it was Fugitive. And that so. show, I was at that show, and that was Thursday night. Thursday night. Okay. It was the actual eight one seven party. Oh, okay. At Tulips on eight one seven day, and uh, that oh, night was wow. awesome. No shit. Ozone was fucking great, and then Fugitive comes out. That's what out, I heard too. Jason Lee, Fugitive just yeah, we ran in Jason. Fugitive was guy. fucking fantastic. That was a good show. Jason, I haven't seen him in forever. He goes, he comes over, and he's like, "Well, it took all of thirty seconds for me to get made fun of for wearing a Pearl Jam shirt in here." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck these kids! You're at a hardcore show. Who cares?" Now what he's you're not going to wear it to the Pearl Jam show in. That's what's up, Robo Turner. Yeah, but uh, RoboTuner was there. Susie was there. Um, Tim from the Funky Panther and Lance from Emotaku were there. Nice. We all hung out. It was... Uh, if I didn't have that rehearsal show was Thursday night, fucking I great. Gone. I told those guys to fuck off. I'm going to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Actually, I think I ran into those dudes Thursday night. Did you? I think yeah, they went over there. No, wait. Maybe I didn't. Dude, oh, fuck. I don't the last, the last Everything's month has a blur. been a fucking blur, dude. This did, entire week. Did they keep the merch open on Saturday? Like they supposedly did for. They Swift had a spot in Deep Elm. Just, they did? They had a pop up, merch pop up in Deep Elm. That's what I was wondering about the merch booth that was outside. I was like, I bet you they're going to keep that open throughout the week. I kind of wanted something, but I didn't want to stand in a two hour line to get that something. That was insane. All, every merch line was like that, too. <sighs> nah, the, the, nah, son. The one on the fucking floor was. Wide then, open. Dude. It was wide open. It was. I should have gone down there and bought some. So then, uh, we talked about Pantera. It's a humble brag. I need to talk about this. The, we need to talk about the Metallica set on Friday night. It's great. You open with three just straight up nut punchers. Mm-hmm. I, don't, dude, I, don't re- I don't remember what the songs were. Was, it, was that right? Do, 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 do. Creeping, Creeping death. death. I knew it. And then that's what I would open if I was Metallica. That's what always. I would open with. Dude. Or the one time I saw him, I think it was at or um, Master of Puppets, dude. There was one time I saw him. I think it was at Starplex. We all know how that song goes. They opened with Bread Fan. Right after the the Ecstasy of Gold, like Ecstasy of Gold dies off, then it's just which I. I keep trying to think if I ever seen Metallic without Ecstasy of Gold played Seeing at the beginning. The, having them do fucking a long way at the top is pretty tight too. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The Observer bitched about that. Fuck the wanna... Observer, dude. Yeah, fuck the Observer. We'll talk about that. We'll get into that. Um, I, I saw I saw somebody's comments online as a prominent Fort Worth musician. I kept getting yeah, weird. So I had some really strong <laughs> opinions. I, I like the looks that, that I got Observer when I was running around yeah, saying they didn't play Rain and Blood. Man, what the fuck? That was you. Yeah, and you kept saying that yeah. to everybody. Yes, but um, so they open with "Creeping Death" into "Harvester of Sorrow," and then a band, a song I've never seen live out of the. I had to look it up fourteen times. I've seen Metallica. I've never seen Leper Messiah. 
Yeah, no that shit. was cool. Yeah, that I was lost tight. my balls. I was like, Fuck man, yes. by that point, I'd had way too many sodas. I'd had a f- one major soda. We were and getting I was, there. I was seeing, I was seeing people that I hadn't seen. Like there was a girl standing next to me from high school. Red Oak, shout out Red Oak Cox. Red Oak uh, girl sit, standing next to me from Red Oak High School. I had not seen her since two thousand one, and she goes, Nick Russo. And I was like, <laughs> You're like, oh shit, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> And uh, she was like, oh, that's my husband, blah, blah, blah. We talked for... You're this not was, from Red Oak. This was between Pantera <laughs> yeah. and Metallica. And the set started, and she, like, she just like, poof, cloud disappeared. I didn't see her again. Yeah. Because I was like, I was over here, and I was going over to this side of the stage to see uh, fucking Kirk Hammond, or I was going over closer to Lars, or I was going closer to Jam Tap. She had to like, go do the drum step trick. I was just all over the place. And... uh we were too. I I, yeah. I was like, I was standing like right here, like from me to this light bulb is like James James Het James James Hetfield <laughs> James and Hetfield I'd like turn Jim. around and like take a selfie with James Hetfield in the snake pit. I have to go through your pictures after we're done. Yeah, I'll show them to you guys once we're done. Yeah. We'll we uh, we had uh, a good friend that is a season ticket holder there yeah. at the Todd. stadium. He had a suite, and it Thank just you. worked. Todd from Beavis and Butthead? That's yes. him. It worked <laughs> out to where our seats went, like, you walked up the row and got on the rocket elevator straight up to his we suite, were. basically, and all of a sudden we're there. Dude. So we were just bouncing back and forth, and we went up there. As soon as Pantera was over, we went up there and hung out and then loaded up and came back down and watched for a bit until Matt got tired of new songs. <laughs> and then we went back up and hung out. And then I think came it back was, down I think and then went was, back up. Well, you crown king And then we you left. Have the set list up? Uh, Pull up the set okay. list. Let's talk, let's talk through that. Because I remember the first three songs. I, I remember Creeping Death. I remember Leper Messiah. Luxie Turner. Yeah, see, that's where I. Too I got far lost. gone. Oh, no. Uh, four was King Nothing. And then. We, okay. That's I was in the bounced. bathroom. I was we in the bathroom during King Nothing because they were playing uh, Luxie Turner. And during during the last Van Damme rehearsal, uh, I was like, hey, man, why don't y'all play fuck King Nothing, dude? And fucking, they're all three of them trying, trying to figure it out at the same time. <laughs> and so I, I was like, man, I really. It's stupid, but. I like that song. I do too. Okay, oh, I can't and so stand it. I don't know I like why it. I can't stand it. And so I remember song. being in the bathroom because Lux Eterno was right before that. I was like, "Oh fuck, dude, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and get a beer." And I'm standing in the bathroom. I'm taking a piss, and I'm like, "Oh fucking King, nothing's on." Gonna <laughs> shake it off. Yeah, dude, I had to fucking run, shake it off, Taylor Swift style. Then too far gone, and then Sanitarium. We okay, went. That up. was badass. We were back down for Sanitarium. Shadows follow Orion. Yes. Which Orion, geez, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I uh, wasn't when, expecting that. When they play that last live, we uh, know. I can look it up. Uh, nothing else matters. Okay. <laughs> Sad but true. Huh? Yeah. Then Hell yeah, dude. The day that never comes, we said, nope, we're back upstairs. <laughs> yeah. So we went back upstairs and they played the Day That Never Comes and Hardwired. And then Fuel. Basically, the, the Encore next. Fuel, Seek and Destroy, and Master of Puppets, and walked off. Dude. I master of puppets. We had Buy four boner. songs off boner. master. Yeah. By the end of that show, when, when we got to uh, Orion, I was doing the thing where I was walking around, whatever, 
And I, I just I kept running into like, oh man, I'd seen you forever, dude. What's up? Leave me uh, alone. Like J.R. Munoz from uh, Will Call and uh, Elm Street Saloon. Uh, all the people from Trees were there. Anybody that's ever served you a drink at Trees was, all there. was there in the Snake Pit. Uh, uh, it's just so many people. I just like, oh, and like you put your arm around them, you fucking jam the song for a minute, and then you walk off. Yeah, gotta go. Like, Leave me alone. I gotta go look at other. It yeah. was just. It was a big like reunion party in the Snake Pit. Yeah, on Friday night, and it, it. I don't know that I like. I was jealous of the Snake Pit. I thought I wouldn't. So I, I was the, like, man, we got the, the best thing. seats. The Snake no, no, Pit no. sucks. Here's the thing, I dude. Like, I was up. I was up in. I the, liked our I was seats. up I in the suite for a minute. Our seats were sweet. I, you can ask Dodie this. He can confirm. I told everybody. I was like, man, I, I've seen Metallica. I don't want to deal with all the bullshit. That's like, the way. Unless I am. I've been unless, in the snake pit. I unless don't need somebody, to deal with all this. this is what I said. Unless somebody can give me the fucking VIP experience, I ain't going. And boom, and, and it happened. And I want to say it was like Thursday night. Spoke it into existence, man. You spoke it into existence. And so I've got my tickets and everything. Got it all sorted out. Rode with the dudes and went and had dinner beforehand. Went to uh, to show and it just like. We're here, and then we're down here, and then we're closer, and then we're closer, and then we're like, In the oh, hey, there's Phil right there, dude. <laughs> wild. That's so wild. Absolutely wild weekend. Um, it was a great night. Um, getting out of there was interesting. Well, so, you, know, you know what else didn't beat me down? What we, what we talked about when we were walking in, is there, there's a lot of amateur uh, concert, concert goers. goers out here, you dude. can tell. Dude. I thought it was going to get out of hand. We didn't have any issues. No, we really did, but there was. we thought we were. But actually, it was just like Nick said. The there was no there was some drunk people, of course. Everyone's having a blast. Everybody though, just was Everyone having a blast. Bro- all the brothers were there. But we did. We also did brothership the, leaving. We did pro things because I have to go out there all the time. So sure, I, you know exactly where you're going, dude. Yeah. So what we did was we hung on the suite, let the place empty out, and then we just strolled right on out. <laughs> we met up with uh, Robo Tuner and his. Uh, I mean, would you count that as son-in-law? I don't know. Whatever. Polly Short was there. I don't know. What are you? What are we calling Mark on these Polly Short was there. <laughs> and then we the great flick. We Susie was waiting to pick us up, and we went back to Matt's house. And I don't even know. So I stepson. Yeah. Did we talk about the security issue before we started streaming or after? No, I think it was during the show. Okay. Early. Yeah, no, it was like, during the show. Easy, easy, easy to get in and out. So when we when we to. first got there. We were like, oh well, we got to get to an elevator so we can go to this one floor. No and one was checking shit. One, on the one of the one of the guys I was with, he's like, man, let's just like let's let's fuck with these people and like tell them we're going to this thing. We don't have a wristband. We don't like let's just see where we can go. I was standing outside of one of the locker rooms in the in the scent in the depths of in the <laughs> tunnel stadium. Well, that's where the bathrooms are too for the floor, but. It was before we even had our wristbands or any access or anything. The person that was running the elevator, they were like, well, I mean, y'all can just go on in if you need to. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And then we get... we get. No one looks like, at anything. We're about else. to... We turn... Part of the group turns one way and the other part of the group turns the other way. And we all kind of go, oh, shit, which way are we supposed to go? <laughs> and because of that, the security guy was like, hey, y'all, where, where y'all going? And... One of my buddies walks over and he's like, "Do you have a map?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I got a map." He's like, "We're trying to get to this spot." And he points to the middle of the stadium. 
This is before we even knew that we were going to go down there. He's like, I'm trying to get here. He's like, okay. He's like, flips through his book and does a couple of things. And I'm, I'm blowing up this you microphone, aren't I? You're fine, man. I'm a little hot. I'm killing you a bit. Uh, and so he's flipping through his little map book. And he's like, oh, man, y'all got to go. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, y'all got to have a wristband. Uh, <laughs> figured out what we were trying to do <laughs> in that moment. No, what you do is you walk around when to... when you go get the uh, packs of mustard. I, I you was, walk around I to one off. of the bars, I was, and then you're I was good. 40 feet away from the group. I was yeah. I was standing in front of the, the locker room, and they're 40 feet behind me, like, still well, from talking there, to the guy. If you were at the was, locker I, room, you could have just turned and gone down exactly, the yeah, and tunnel was, and been done. I didn't want to leave them, though, and that's the thing. Like, I didn't have credentials at that second. Anyway. So then... We get to Saturday. Yep. Although, unless we want to talk about me being completely destroyed for the me, first time in a long time. Do we want to talk about the yuck puddle at Caves that still exists? What happened there? Did you go to Caves? I did. We were debating on places to go to drink during the show, but I was in no shape after the show. I was in no shape either. I couldn't I, see straight. <laughs> I, I found my friends that were giving me a ride home. They live in my na- not in my neighborhood, but not far. Yeah, uh, it's my buddy Hampton. Shout out Hampton for listening. Shout out Hampton. I f- my phone was dead. I'm in the parking lot in parking lot four. I knew that's where they had parked, and I'm like looking for the car that I know that they're in. And I have enough battery to where I can turn my phone on and make a phone call and say, hey, honk your horn so I can hear you. He honks the horn and I don't hear it. And I was like, send me a drop, a pin. He sends me the pin and I'm about, I don't know, probably 200 feet away. And I start walking in that direction and I see my phone has 1%. I call him one more time. Hey, dude, honk your horn one more time, and I hear it. Found him. It's quick thinking. Before that, I'm in the snake pit with Scott. And I was like, hey, Scott, call Hampton. Tell him to stay where he's at. Ask him what parking lot he's in, and tell him that I'm coming to him to get a ride home. And that my phone's dead. And so Scott calls, hey, uh, Russo, he needs a ride home. Uh, His phone's about to die. Good luck. See ya. And so I get to their car, and his wife is like, well, this, this traffic sucks. Like, we could probably, like, f- go against the traffic and get to caves. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, we can. Went to we caves. get to caves. For, first of all, I don't know anybody that works there anymore. I don't either. So weird. It's so weird. Uh, and it's a mile away from my house. We have a couple drinks there. And then we go to the Sunshine Bar. That is weird. Yeah. Which is where we should have gone to start with. Had a, several soda pops. At some point, I was told I was drinking two at a time. Double fisting. And then uh, I got yeah, I home. I would have made that. We did some double fisting. I got home, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, I did that thing where... We took you, some souvenirs home, too, you walk, by the way. You walk in the door. <laughs> I did that thing where you walk in the door, and you kind of like take all the shit out of your pockets, and you go like this. Yeah. And you just fucking fling everything everywhere, and so... I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh, no, where's my wallet? Oh, no, where's my keys? Oh, no, where's my credit yeah. card? Well, and so I started to, like, piece everything together. I woke up on the Connect couch. Connect the dots. I woke up on the couch and uh, I got up and I was like, the first thing I looked for was my credit card. 
There was a Shinerbach can in my yard, by the way. Nice. I go <laughs> full. Or empty? I go get, no, it's empty. <laughs> I go and get my wallet, and my debit card's not in it. Oh like, no! Fuck! I'm gonna have to go to the Sunshine Bar, which means I'm gonna have to go to Arlington on Sunday, which means I'm gonna have to fight all the Metallica traffic. It's on the floor, right where I usually set my wallet. It like I had had it all jumbled together, and it just fell on fell the floor. <laughs> Luckily, that was there. So I, then I have to get ready, and I have to go play this show, which we'll talk about after this. And I'm like, oh, fuck, where are my keys at? Looking all over the house for my keys, looking all over. Well, I had fallen asleep on the couch, and they were in my pocket, and they fell out of my pocket into the couch. <laughs> and so I looked everywhere possible in my house. My one hitter still missing. Except for really? in the couch. And then, of course... The Did you take it in the stadium? No. Where'd you leave it? I have no idea. You didn't put it in my car? No. The only thing I can think of is when we were trying to take care of you is if I left it on your <laughs> okay, bumper I got, or something. i got to hear this. So I tried... I have a few photos posted around the... I remember this. Around the stadium that Let's I've taken over this. the years. <laughs> They're up on the... Tell us more. They're up on the sweet levels. Munchos. And I remember trying to Perfect plan a, appetizer. To plan a heist to steal By the way, Jerry Jones Town podcast was brought to you by Munchos today. Munchos. Munchos. I do remember that. What was that? We were going to plan a heist to steal one of my pictures off the wall, one of the big oh. giant pictures. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I remember walking out the stadium. I remember meeting Robotuner and his stepson. I don't remember the selfie we took. I don't. I remember the selfie. And then I remember calling Susie to see where she was and tell her we were on our way. And I told her to turn around. And when she did, we we got the side shot of my truck. And I was like, oh, there she is right there. My truck. Yeah, front row. Look at her right there. Just And we hopped in. Went. And then went to your house. Which I, I didn't know that we were we were kicking around the idea of going to Sunshine and Caves. Because I would have been all on board with that. But you, my friend, would not have made it. Um, you Susie needed a says, breather. You hey, needed a breather. Your one hitter may have been what fell off my roof when we were driving. I bet it is, Dad Gummit. Sounds you like you're going to have to get there. a new one, bud. Because I've done that before, uh, left it on top of, and then we went to a different location one night, and I was like, oh, here it is. So I bet I did the same damn thing when we were out by your truck. Because something did roll off. I bet that's what it was. Mm, damn it. Son of a bitch. So, yeah. It was a good one hitter. It was not in a good shape. And then the next morning wasn't good in shape. And then the next day was your show. We want to talk about that now or we want to take a break? We don't take breaks anymore. Okay, cool. We just go. But you can go if you need to if take a piss take or a pee, you, can. you can. We can hit a topic if you want. We can um, we can play the day that never comes with our mouth. <laughs> the day you never come? Uh-huh. Um, I would like to go pee and I'd like to another, have another dun, beer. Dun, 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 dun. Well, just, let's do it. Dun, 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 yeah, can, dun, I, dun, can I take dun, a two two minute? We'll let you. Oh, we'll let you. Hey, Mandy. Because um, I got to hear about this crazy Jesse story. That's well, we can I'm talk about. Jesse. Here's what we'll do. We'll fill in the Jesse story while you're Jesse. gone. Because it's a shorty. I don't know Jesse. Uh, Our drummer. I think you might have met you him. You might have met him. Yeah. Hi, so as <laughs> this is intermission. <laughs> I thought you were doing an elevator version of Cowboys from Hell. Oh. Um, so Jesse sent us a story, which we'll read while Russo's taking a pee before we talk about Saturday night and how crazy that was. But apparently... 
It wasn't this one. Put it in a pooper. It wasn't that one either. We had nice steaks. Uh, Where did I put it? In the pooper. (laughs) I put it in your pooper. Uh, That was a highlight of your first date, huh? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. A man in New York City decided to jump off the, the old Dutch Bank Center, which is 750 feet tall. Oof. Did he land it? Um, he hit a marquee that's outside the Mandarin Oriental Hotel, and it split him in half. Ow! As he hit, that is known as Billionaire's Row in Columbus Circle, up on the, is it the lower, hold on, lower west side of, of Central Park? Yeah. He thought he would jump off there. I'm good. Did he jump say, off hello, me? And... <laughs> Meet the real me. <laughs> One half of them said it As to the other. <laughs> they said they found pieces of him. <laughs> they found pieces of him. Is that Dave? Down the block. <laughs> Y'all need to cover that. Do. Your, oh, at the, at the, in our CD. <laughs> when is the... Uh, what's, your, what's y'all's... Uh, your next cover band called P-Cells. 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 Hello, me. But anyway, Meet that's our little P. intermission story was a guy decided to jump off the Deutsche I guess he Bank didn't. Building. How'd they sew him back together? They didn't. Oh, no. Oh. What is this? Do you want to talk about the other video I oh. sent you today? Yeah. I had to look that up. It's real. Did you just it is? is uh, it's 100% real. Poor girl. Huh? Are these new? Are they warm? No. Feel that. Oh, it's that stupid sticker label on there. Don't oh, you're good. Uh, do good. Mm. All right. Yeah. So Saturday night. Wait, wait. Yes. No, no. I gotta know the story behind the girl. The girl. Yeah, that got her head knocked off. <laughs> she was a 35 year old Russian nookie girl, and she, she was tell. she was on vacation in the Dominican Republic with a friend, and she decided to take her shirt off and then Saw lean out part. the car and be dancing and everything and having fun and she she leaned back and whatever. Oh, and she smashed her face on the fucking sign. Yeah. I heard about this. She hit you heard a about this? She had a live I saw, I saw the video. Yeah. I wanted to I know what happened. I the video, and I don't want to. Um, well, it's not shocking. It's not out of control. Well, she's fucking dead. You can well, tell she, something went severely wrong. She lived wrong. through she that. She did live? No, she's dead. She lived through that incident. How did she live? She, she died, died in the afterwards. hospital. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. What the heck? But she's just being <sighs> a dumb, drunk, nookie girl, not thinking about it. It's like that other model that would I got off in a... Hell, on a airplane, a little prop plane, and was like, "Hey, look at me! I want to take a selfie." And walked into the prop. There's a horror movie that has that same scene. I can't remember which one it is, where the girl, well, the girl has her head out the window and it gets knocked off, and her brother, like Final Destination, something like that. No, it was it's like in Header, Header, Hereditary, yeah, heter- huh? Hereditary. We're streaming something like that. It says recording zero. No, no, no. We're streaming. Oh, you're it's going other. through. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's streaming. So what'd they do with her body? I thought we were going to have to start all over again. <laughs> what'd they do with her body? What's it look like? I'm just wondering if they kept it. I got to tell you guys. Because you want <laughs> Slipknot whiskey? It's legit, it's isn't it? Number nine. Guys. Yeah. Number nine. Pretty legit. You should probably have some, Dustin. Her name's not. Or her username me. was hereditary, I guess. You can't really drink alone, dude. Uh, just can have I have one. a glass? Yeah, and yeah, some ice, yeah, please. Of course, just one. All right, so let's start. Let's go into Saturday because I want to okay, talk about y'all show on Saturday. Go. Oh wait, I'll wait until you have your whiskey and then we'll shoot them. Okay. So where do we want to start? 
we're going to talk about like the planning, what our preparation was like in advance, uh, my diet in advance of the show. Would you not eat? Were you scared no, you going to shit yourself? I just did all the dumb fucking shit I always do. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, all right, uh, yeah. so y'all played a show. We talked about it earlier. Y'all played a show at Three Links. Yeah, it was... Uh, with uh, the boys' sons. So the way this all started was there was going to be one show... Saturday night at Three Links. That with, was my press release and with, everything I got. With sent. Van Dam opening. Uh, ba- uh, Bastardane, which is James Hetfield's son, plays drums for. Mm-hmm. And Otto, O-T-T-T-O, who the bass player, Rob Trujillo's son. Trujillo. Trujillo plays in. Trujillo. Who yeah. also is now the current... The current bass player for Suicidal Tendencies. The kid is, yeah. The kid is. Which is awesome. And previously played in Corn. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Filled in when Phil D was out. He's incredible. Is he? We'll talk about that. Okay. It was... Here yes, cheers, we'll bud. Take cheers. There Thanks, you go. Thanks, bud. To Slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot. Number nine. Number nine. So, we were to play our show. Those tickets sold out fairly quickly. Immediately. Because I, I I got a press release talking about it, and then I got a press release saying it sold out. And then <laughs> and it was decided, like, thanks for trying. And then they decided that they'd add a second set. So here's what I would... Oh, yeah, they added the second set. Yeah. Got the press release for that. Uh-huh. Same bands? And Same that, bands. That stuck around a little while longer, then sold out. Yes. So uh, we had 30-minute sets. First one was at seven. Second one at eleven. Early on, I was talking to Bags and talking to everybody else involved. Like, hey man, we should probably like try to share gear. Let's like we got amps. That's what I we know. Could use this. Did y'all strike? We'll figure. Well, I'll, I'm getting to that. Okay, that's, that's the story I'm telling, Dustin. This is the thing that scared me. I'm really scared of this. I was very worried about how this was all going to work. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to have to load my drums on stage, set them up. Sound check, play, take them off stage, put them in the back, bring them back in, set them up again, sound check again, and play again, and then take them off stage. Yeah, that scares me. So I offered very early on, hey, why don't all the bands just use my drums? They're nice drums. Let's use them. Which Otto was cool with. Um, James Hetfield's son, he uses a different Tom setup. And so he was like, man, I'd, I'd rather really use mine, which I, I totally get. Yeah. <clears throat> the day of the show, we all get there, and I bring my drum cases in. I bring all my gear in and everything. And uh, the one guy, Dan, shout out Dan, badass dude, helped with everything that day stage-wise. Uh, was like, uh, we got Caster. Caster is James Hetfield's son. We got Caster to agree to use Otto's drums. If you want to use Otto's drums too, you're welcome to. It's like, cool. I went and put all my shit back in my car. Yeah, <laughs> there you fucking, go. So it made the. I kept saying this. I was like, this day just became one billion times easier for me. Yeah. Because all I got to do is Drink. take my cymbals up there, take my snare up there, take my bass pedal up there. I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Not only did. They let us use their drums, but like they had them set forward far enough to where there was enough room behind everything for all the drummers to leave all their shit on the stage. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. And so the only thing that we had to do uh, for like setup wise was 
we well, used we used full stacks, and we used their bass rig. Both bands are, but not y'all, but both the other bands are three pieces, aren't they? Uh, three piece musician wise, uh, Bastardine has a singer, so four, but he okay. doesn't play an instrument. Okay. However, we play full stacks. Yeah. So we brought full stacks. They use their guitar gear for their sets, and we put full stacks on stage. Did they use real amps? They use uh, Mesa Boogie, I think, dual recs. Okay, good. And each each band had a dual rec plugged into the same cabinet. It was one of those MX400 uh, Marshall cabs that's like yeah. a little more bassy. They're like wider. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dodie was like, all oh, these cabs are badass. I don't know shit. Yeah. Uh, but they both each had their own Mesa Boogie amp running to the same cab. So they turned one amp off, turned the other amp on. The other guitarist was ready to go. Nice. That's the way to do it. And then I'm tired. I'm looking at you under oath. <laughs> no amps on stage. Dude, I, I get it. It's not. Uh, so then. That's the, not rock and right, roll. It's not rock and roll. Man. <clears throat> the bass player from Bastardane, he, I guess, like broke his ankle recently, uh, skateboarding or something. The guitar player from Bastardane had surgery. He had just, like, recovered from. They had a fill in guitar player. What's for it like to be a kid shows. again? Just. I don't know that they're quite kids. Skating. I feel like they're maybe tw- in their like early twenties. That's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid for sure. Yeah. For sure. Which one was James' son? With the, the drummer, drummer, the drummer he from Bastard Name. He had broke. No, no, he was fine. Okay. Not injured. The bass player had broke his ankle somehow. Oh, and the okay. guitar player had had surgery recently. Damn. Yeah, kids are rough. Yeah, kids crazy. are rough, man. Uh, but uh, so yeah, we. <sighs> what time did royalty get there? Good question. So well, I didn't show up. So. We before we went on stage, I kept bugging Evan, the GM. I was like, "Hey man, what's the ETA? What's the ETA? What's what's it look like?" Because I could see he's like all over the place, like talking to people, like, "Hey, be here, be here." That's what I've heard. Ready. And, yeah, it was pretty uh, uh, secure. And he's like, "ETA seven fifteen, and our set started at seven. So I told Dodie, I was like, "Hey, dude, middle of our set." Fucking James Hetfield and Rob Trujillo are going to walk in. He's like, why'd you tell me that? You should have told me that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rob Trujillo actually came in before our set started, and I didn't even know. Really? He had a, a baseball cap and a hood, uh, hoodie and had the hoodie had pulled to be, He was like yeah. a cool undercover. Didn't had did to not be hot. even know he was there. He was. It was a thin, small hoodie. Okay. And I'm sure he gets the best air conditioning He's a SoCal. Yeah, he's a SoCal surfer, dude. Uh, he so knows what to wear. He was there for cool. both of our sets. Um, I th- I think he was there for the whole first set. Uh, James Hetfield got there as soon as Otto, who played second, was about to go on stage, and so I saw a bunch of people like start to get like walked to the roped off area, and one of the guys looked like James Hetfield and definitely was not James Hetfield. It was his brother. You could tell he had the fucking James Hetfield horseshoe. Which is the guy from Orange County Choppers. But he was like maybe like 15 pounds heavier and like three years older than James Hetfield. You could tell it was his brother. The dad from Orange County and then, Choppers? No, nah, he didn't quite look like that. He oh, wasn't okay. muscular. He was more pudgy. And uh, you could see like it was all family, older people coming in. And so they all got brought to the roped off area. And then uh, as Otto was about to go on... James Hetfield, 
I'm standing at the at the front of Three Links. I say the front. I'm talking about the back where right. you walk in the front door of Three of Three Links. Yeah, is the best AC spot. I'm up against the garage door because I knew James Hetfield was about to walk in, and I get my phone out, and I'm like, "Look at James Hetfield!" And so they all walk in, and they walk past us, and then as he gets to like the roped off area, I click a picture of him that was real fuzzy. I clicked another one, and that one was pretty clear. You could tell it was James Hetfield, and that's what you see on the WFAA post. That was the one. That was the one. The money shot. And so he did. Bread fans start playing as he walked in. No, oh, I was. Uh, it was actually more of like. Yeah. Not the intro to Am I Evil? <laughs> you have his boots on. Fucking Does he have his boots on? It's more like Dyer's Is he wearing his? No, dude. He had on fucking flip flops, shorts, and a tank or in a t-shirt. No, he was just. He was there in golf right now. If anybody ever, all you people in the fucking chat. If anybody ever gives me shit about wearing fucking thong flip-flops ever again, James Hetfield wears that shit, like, all the time. I wear thong flip-flops all the time. Fuck anybody that has problems with thong flip-flops. I need a good pair of flip-flops anyway, that feel good. So he comes in, he sits down, sits in his seat uh, right next to the ATM at Three Links. And Otto's mm, uh, on, and he's just fucking, he's jamming there. And, and I was like, Where's Rob Trujillo? And I fucking look over on the side of the stage, and Rob Trujillo's right. And actually, no, let me back up. We finish our set. We got all our shit off the stage, and Otto's setting up. And I go back and sit on the back patio because I wanted some fresh air because it was like nearly the same temperature inside as it was outside. And I'm walking, you know, in the what used to be the women's restroom at Three Links. I'm walking along that side where the stairs are to get up on the stage. Oh yeah, there and the stairs to the green room upstairs all and all that. Yeah, I'm walking down that hallway to go outside, and I walked right past Rob Trujillo. I didn't even realize he was there. I go outside, and Reese comes outside. And he's he like, "He could have killed you." Reese goes, "He could have." Reese goes, "Hey man, you just you just walked right past Rob Trujillo," and I was like, "Uh." <laughs> and so I turned around and I walked back <laughs> in and I was like, hey, man, it's like being at Nam. Thanks. Thanks for making it uh, early enough to, to check out our set. He's like, oh, yeah, cool, man. You guys are good. And then <laughs> turns out he was on like as soon as we finished, he was on the back patio talking to other people. And he's like, man, those guys were really good out there. Yeah, that's cool. man. Talking about us. And uh, yeah. so then I, I went on the back patio. I was to be just, signed to Metallica. I was just uh, yeah, black and records. Yeah, black and records. So we're sitting on the back patio at Three Links, as you do. Uh, and he comes outside and, uh, my buddy Hampton like walks over. He's like, Hey man, what's up, dude? How you doing? He's like, Oh yeah, good, good. Whatever. Just another dude on the back patio. And Hampton's like telling him a story about, um, when Beastie Boys did their book signing in LA, my buddy Hampton went to that thing, that Q and a session or whatever, and sat right behind Rob and his family it was like, oh man, I was I sat right behind you guys at the BC Boys thing, and his face just went, yeah, and it was like one of us type of thing, yeah. And so he just like he opened up and like he was real started cool. hanging with yeah, the bros, real cool after that. And then yeah. uh, I was like, hey man, is it cool if if we get a picture with you and, and and our band? And he's like, oh yeah, hell yeah, dude, let's do it. And so I gave my phone to Gavin. Or better to be glad y'all didn't suck. He probably would have said, "No, you guys suck." Took a I'm picture, and uh, uh, that's the picture that showed up in the WFAA, the WFAA. post. Yeah. And uh, man, he 
he was a hundred percent accessible all night long. He sat on the back patio like everybody else does at Three Links, which there was nobody out there all night long. Usually, like you know, there's people right, weed, yeah. cigarettes, hanging whatever. Out. No one hung out on the back. Porch. No one hung out on the back patio because it was so fucking hot. Yeah, I had access to Rob Trujillo for about six hours on Saturday. <laughs> Did you get his number? I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so. Uh, Let's call him up. So Otto does their <laughs> Back set. Back to Black and Records. James, James, Hetfield, James Hetfield is there at this point, sitting in the roped-off area. Uh, he watches Rob Trujillo's son's band, which that dude is a badass on the fucking bass. Like, it is clear that his dad no, is the bass player for Metallica. He rips. No. And he's got this badass custom shop uh, silver sparkle uh, 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 P-Bass mm-hmm. with a matching headstock. Mm-hmm. It sounds incredible. He's I got saw him with Suicidal, in. and it's, he's insane. It's incredible. He's, ba- he's a badass. He, uh, it was the last time Suicidal came through, he was with them, and I was like, holy shit. He's so good. Yeah. He does a section in their set. You can burp on he does a, We do it all I, the I time. Know, yeah. He does a solo. That was going to be a real foamy, gross one. Mm. I want you to hear that. <laughs> He does a solo in the middle of their set that his tone sounds nearly identical to Cliff Burton during the, uh, what's the fucking solo he does? Bass uh, solo, take one. Anesthesia? Yes. He has that tone, and he does a solo, and it doesn't sound anything like, it's, it's not a copy of that solo, it's his own thing. But it's that real gravelly, yeah, gainy, nasty fuzz that nasty everybody's fuzz. been chasing for years. He has it down, dude. That's awesome. So they do their set. They fucking rip. It's a three piece, um, and all three of them kind of sing. But the the guitar players, the lead singer, the drummer harmonizes quite a bit. Their drummer is a bad motherfucker. Like he's doing stuff with one foot on the bass drum. That I can't even think about doing with a double bass pedal. That's awesome. He's incredible. I'm guessing their home base, both bands, is California. Southern California, yeah. That's what I yeah. Uh, they call themselves uh, PCH. Pacific Highway or Pacific Coast Highway, yeah. Uh, so they go off. They played second, and then Bastardane headlined the first set. Those guys come out, and the singer, if you guys like COC... You would like Bastardane. Yeah, they're right up there. Because um, I've listened to all of them. Both so. bands. I listened to their recordings before the shows, of course, just to kind of like check them out. I listened to a lot of both of them. Yeah. And honestly, like, their recordings do not do them any justice. That's the other thing. Their live shows are fucking powerful. Because... I watched their live YouTube stuff to see what yeah. to expect. Okay, I didn't, really, even, really I didn't even go that far. I just, like, yeah. everything on Spotify I ran through. The the guys in auto because of how good uh, Ty is Ty mm-hmm. Trujillo, it's like it's obviously he's playing on the recordings, but like he's doing all kinds of random fill in things that like it just sets it apart from the live stuff. And then in Bastardane, the singer he has kind of a Pepper Keenan vibe to his vocals, but his on stage banter <laughs> is like. I don't want to say it's like cocky, but it, he's kind of like, yeah, we're the best kind of thing. 
But that's what you gotta have. You gotta have it. You gotta yeah. have it. A lot and of people don't it, like that, but you he gotta did it, ha- be ballsy about it. He stuff. did it in the the perfect way to where it wasn't like too much. Where you don't hate him. But it's also like he's got his shirt off and he's got a fucking marching hat on. Like like if you're in the marching band, <laughs> yeah. he's got a marching hat on. <laughs> that's awesome. And he's got fucking uh he had on Dodie's blue white blue blockers. <laughs> he found them sitting down and he's like, you just put them on. That's awesome. and wore them on stage. <laughs> Did Dodie like, get him back? Yeah, shit? he got him back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, I need my glasses. No, he was like, Yeah, dude, wear them. Who cares? I don't care. That's uh, funny. That's and then awesome. he take he took him off and he had like little black eye makeup, whatever, on his eyes, and like uh, James Suncaster, he has a little like a couple of different vocal parts in a in a few songs, and when he starts singing, it sounds like uh, Ride the Lightning, James James Hetfield. I keep saying Gems, James Hetfield, James Hetfield. James Hatfield. Duh. WFA told it's, us that. It sounds like Ride the Lightning, James Hetfield. Really? Yes. With the with the reverb built in? No, not oh, quite, okay. but like... It's probably it, AI. It's young, <laughs> young, young James Hetfield voice. Still, like, able to sing and hit notes and stuff. Not yeah. quite gravelly. But then he, he'll put the growl in there, and it's like... What the it's fuck? very clear that That's that cool. is James Hetfield's son. Um, you don't need a DNA test. You no. can tell. Did you ask them like what they think of of Dallas? What they think of of that show and everything? Did you? Uh, so they've been playing theater shows. Yeah. And and if you look at the Dallas Observer article, Dallas Observer interviewed Otto uh, a couple days before the show, and the headline of the Dallas Observer article was like something something something. Otto Otto likes playing dirty clubs. They've been doing all. Th- like in in New York, they did the or in New Jersey. Where, well, the, it was the New York show, but they were excited about playing were a playing small club. Stuff, yeah. And they said something about like, "Oh, we like playing dirty clubs. Yeah. Like Three Links is a fucking dirty club. It's not right." But it's it kind of is. It's, <laughs> it's dirty that, in a good way. It's not yeah, dirty. Exactly. In a, it's yeah. it's you're not playing a nice theater in New York City. Exactly. You're not playing Terminal Five. You could or, tell that yeah. they were they were having fun. Yeah. They were just there to like the Bowery. My dad's here. We're going to fucking jam. I get to play for my dad today. I, I don't, they don't get to do that very often, I don't think. No. Uh, and so uh, James Hetfield wore a fucking Bastardane shirt to the show. He's been wearing it all tour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to most of the shows. Uh, but yeah, so the, the first show, the first set went off without a hitch. No issues. Uh, it sounded great. We killed it. We played a couple new songs in our set. Uh, after the show, obviously, like I was saying, we hung out with Rob backstage. Uh, and then the second set was supposed to start at 11. So Bastardane finished at 10. They go off stage. We get all their shit out of the way. They're signing autographs and taking pictures with everybody. And so I'm like tearing down the dude's drums shit, all the cymbals and everything. I put them off to the side. Uh, and then set my stuff up. We play our set, and I feel like our second set was stronger than the first because we were kind of like we were loosened up. We had some drinks. Yeah, we're doing the Van Dam thing, right? And then Bastardane played after us for the set instead of Auto. Auto headlined. They they flip flip flopped. Right. Flip 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 flopped. After we finish our set, Reese is like, 
trying to like get a shit broken down and Rob Trujillo standing right there on the side. So if we're looking out at the stage, yeah. uh, out to the crowd, Reese is on this side of the stage and Rob Trujillo is right here and he's fucking like examining his pedal board. That's yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Did y'all talk any shit? So then, so then after that happens, like we get all our shit off stage and Bastardine starts to load on. They get their shit going. We walk out to the back patio and Rob Trujillo fucking gives his phone to Reese and is like, hey, man, put your number in my phone. I want to text you about uh, bass gear because your shit sounds really good. And I, w- I want to know like what you're Some doing. Of stuff. Yeah. Nice. And Reese is like. What? <laughs> He's doing that, like, that gift that the guy's like, <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. Like He's, he's, a, he's got a boner. Yeah, he's he's, a, for a dude that, like, Reese, I know you guys know Reese, but yeah, like, yeah. I, I see him every week. And when he shows up to rehearsal, you may not know this and you may not either, but, like, usually you show up to rehearsal, you plug your gear in, you fucking, you plug your guitar in, you're ready to go, right? Yeah. Reese shows up, he gets his pedal board out, he sets it on the floor, and he looks at all the knobs, and he Diddles. Like, plugs his guitar, his bass in, and he makes sure that he sounds exactly how he wants it to sound. Right. Yeah. And I don't rehearse with anybody else like him. And there's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I'm saying it as like, he is very critical of his sound, and for... One of the biggest bass players in the world to come to him and go, hey, hey man, uh, what are those pedals that you're using? And like, can you give me your number so that like we can text we and can, like we can talk. Let's about, let's talk. That's badass. That's pretty cool. And so he was like, I, I don't, uh, I can't believe this. That's awesome believe. though. Then he so, got drunk and butt dialed him later that night, right? No, that was he. Like <laughs> Rob, Rob handed Reese his phone. Was like, that's hey, so put your crazy, number in my man. phone. So he didn't get Rob Trujillo's number yet, but Rob has his, his number. number to, hey, to it's Rob. Yeah, so maybe someday the cool, he'll get like, a text. How cool is that, dude? Yeah, no, that's, that's badass. That's cool For shit. someone that's as critical about your sound as he is, like, I love Reese to death. And, and to, that is, like, to him is the highest yeah. compliment well, that would, you can get. I would have been on cloud nine. Just there is, like, like he, I don't give a shit. Could be. Just like, so that was, like, the thing we talked about most of the night. Uh Bastardine played after us again in the second set, and then uh, Otto played last, which I feel like was a good idea. Uh, their last couple songs are fucking strong in their set. Uh, and then we the set was over, and every all the crowd left, and Rob Trujillo fucking sat on the back patio with all y'all. Hung out with y'all. Yeah. The, um- so D- Dodie posted a picture, I think, at like uh, something like 3 in the morning. And you could tell that Dodie had a couple few soda pops. <laughs> and it's a picture of him with Rob and Ty Trujillo. He's he's between both of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah his eyes are fucking... I saw Nikki's video, out. too, of, of Rob bo- like bobbing his head and stuff during your yeah, set. Yeah, dude. That was yeah, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it's multiple times throughout the night. Like Someone also heard him say that he really liked James' So voice, how big is the vocals. contract? Is it, is I it a can thick neither one that confirm to... nor deny. Um, it's about this big. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's no. There's nothing like that, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We will see. You're absolutely right. <laughs> we will see. We got to record an album first. That's uh, that's, that's, that's to come very how, soon. Uh, how uh, how was James's pants after this night? Were they? Lou were Rell? They, 
yeah, were they were they sticky? Was he? I would bet that okay they were piss soaked. Yeah, was, <laughs> was he was he losing his mind? <laughs> he actually. So uh, James is is one of those guys that like you can visually see when he's excited, anxious, excited. Yeah, yeah, and he held it together really well comparatively. Like. I didn't say anything to him about like, oh, these guys are going to be here at seven fifteen. I made sure not to to do that. Probably a good idea. But then he saw the train. Rob in. Trujillo come yeah. in at some point. I think during our set, and then after our set, he saw that James Hetfield was there, and he was like, "Dude, fucker, James Hetfield's <laughs> here, dude." <laughs> Obviously, James Hetfield left. His son's band played third in that first set. And as soon as his band, his son's band was done, the entire F- Hetfield family was gone. Yeah. They probably had eight people. Yeah, that's awesome, from the Hetfield man. family there, and they left as soon as Bastardane was done. Well, it was time <laughs> to get to to Nobu. Yeah, right at the Crescent. Yeah, I know where they stay. <laughs> but that's Most not, likely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was Saturday night, dude. The uh, uh, the other thing I. I was going to ask Yeah, you, ask, God fire damn. the questions away, you guys. I had one more question I was going to ask let him, you. Let I feel like I was talking quite Did a while. Did you talk to James at all? No, no. Did anybody? He, he was not accessible. He was on non-accessible. He's He's not, the, he doesn't like taking pictures with people. Okay. He yeah. doesn't like interacting with fans. Yeah. Which I, I get. You're fucking James. Yeah. Can't feel it. yeah. It's like, one of the it's like being the Pope. Me. Which the Pope is probably more accessible than James Hetfield. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you. This wasn't really a question. Last night. I went over to shoot Beck. I got a question. No, I got something to say. No, no. It, it's, <laughs> kind of the, it, it's kind of a question a little bit. But anyway, I went over and shot Beck. Oh, yeah. And there was... They talked about Van Dale. Some other big photographers over there. And I was asked the question because they know, you know, that I know you guys. Connections, and yeah. We have connections and we're friends and everything. They asked, or I had someone over there. I'll tell you who it is off, off the mic. That's cool. But they were like, how the fuck... Does this keep happening to you? Oh, to me? Yeah. <laughs> the I whole mean, Dave Grawl bullshit. Huh? And swimming and, you know, all that. Then building set lists with them. And then tenacious you're doing D. a Tenacious D set and tenacious, tenacious D shows up. And then what happened this Saturday? They were just like, what the fuck? Just keep the right attitude, man. I- I exactly. I think that I can I can attribute it to um, treating people with respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Knowing the right people and not not trying to become friends with the right people, but just to, just somehow along the way, like it's just the, connections. If we think of, if we talk about the Tenacious D show, I had to make I had to send one text, and that was to Scott to say, "Hey, Scott, uh, can I have?" three links on Saturday at 5 p.m. on this day. And the initial response was no. <laughs> he didn't just agree to letting me have three links for the day. I had already told the bass player from Tenacious D that we were playing at three links at 5 o'clock on Saturday. And the Monday before that Saturday, before that Saturday show, I get a text from Scott. Hey, dude, uh, we're good for Saturday at 5 I made it happen. And so, um, you know, treating people right, um, making friends with people, 
taking care of other people. I, I feel like uh, I do. I do a, a, a. I hate talking about myself. Um, I, I feel like I do a thing where I, I always try to promote my friends. I try to help my friends. Anytime anybody needs anything, I do whatever it is that I possibly can to help them out. Mm-hmm. If you guys started a brand new band and you're like, hey, man, uh, can we like fucking open for you guys? I'd be like, absolutely, dude. Let's put a show together. Uh, I, I, I try to do everything that I can to to put us all up here yeah um and i don't think a lot of people really put effort into that um you know if you think of uh back to i i don't want to call it like the glory days of fort worth but if you think of like the 2015 to 17 and or 18 in fort worth of like huffer and duel and all the bands that were playing at lola's at that time yeah if one of us had an idea for something to do like hey duel's going to do our album release show we're going to get uh all clean to play with us so we're going to get this band like bulls or whoever like we always try to i always try to see who it is that's like they're busting their ass they're doing a really really good job of promoting their band and no one's really given the attention they deserve i'm going to do the small little thing that I can do, which is like share their album, reshare their show post or flyer or whatever. I just want to do those little things that can help. And and if one pe- one person sees it, that's one more person that's going to be at the show. And you guys know as well as I do, uh, having fourteen people at the show versus fifteen people at the show is is a is a, is big, a big deal. Yeah. And so I I've always I've always tried and even when i wasn't even in bands that were playing shows always tried to promote my friends made sure that everyone knows you know these guys are doing really cool things this band has a new album coming out uh this band's been playing a string of shows and they're really tight right now like all these little things i i try to do for everyone else and i feel like it's it pays the universe coming back and, and going, you know what, Nick? You did all these really great things, and we're going to bring Tenacious D to you tonight. Um, you know, and, and, and I, also, I also do things that I feel like are sort of pushing my narrative. The whole Tenacious D thing happened because... I went to Red Rocks in July and I took a bunch of pictures and I tagged all the band members and the band members responded. What nobody else knows is in March of that same year in 2019, when that show in Dallas got announced that was happening at Bomb Factory, I said, you know what? I know way too many people at Bomb Factory to not have an opportunity to meet these guys. What can I do between March and October that's going to give me the chance to meet these guys? Yeah. Whether they're going to come to my show, like the the big dream is like, hey, they come and they sing and they do a song with us, right? That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. But like, what's the the least possibility? And that is like, hey, we get to I get to shake their hand, right? And and thank them for their music. Well, and so I, I think of what can I do in between there and there 
to make this happen. And I saw the Red Rock show, which is like a bucket list for a lot of people. I went to the Red Rock show. I took pictures. I tagged all their band members. They happened to respond. And they're all friendly people. And they all go and look at my Instagram and like other pictures and they see what I do. And I tell them, hey, in this drunken moment, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to do this show the same day that you're playing in Dallas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just I'm doing it. Whether you're going to be there or not, I'm doing it. Just thought you should know. And they actually look at the message and then they respond and then they go, man, we could do what this guy does for everybody else. That's cool. You do. guys get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a surprise to you, but we did some work. And this weekend, you're having a big party. I am. It's for true. your 40th. And where you're doing two sets. You're doing your true. NRCD set, which is your Tenacious D set. You're also doing Lazy DC. And as a surprise to you, we have Brian Johnson and Angus Young right outside the door here. <laughs> you know, you say that. Uh, if you don't think for a second that I haven't in the background DM'd the ACDC page <laughs> and I'd message fucking Britney Spears and a whole bunch of other dumb people to tell them that I'm having never a know. 40th birthday party at Double Wide, if you don't think for a second that I've done that, I have 100%. All of a sudden, Obama shows that's, up. That's I don't know open. where I've hung out with this guy, but still, I'm gonna go to his party. I mean, what if a what if a black Tahoe pulls up for the double wide, and out comes Brian Johnson? Like, hey, you know what? F- let him fucking come fucking in because rat. guess what? We got a better singer than him. Ooh, challenge! There you go. Oh. 100%, Take it, taking dude. it to him, man. Well, he decided to we get only, back on the plane and we, fly back over we, to Scotland. We only do Bon Scott ACDC. Yeah. Oh well, we can't have that happen. We don't. We haven't figured that out technology yet. We haven't if figured out at, how to clone if, him. If you look at my Twitter, there I, I made a post. I don't. I don't know about two or three months ago. We like to call it X at, at nruso14. If you look at my X account, yes, uh, not my ex girlfriend, but X, X, the social platform, Twitter. I, I put a post on on there of uh, telling the Foo Fighters. Tenacious D and ACDC. Hey guys, I'm doing a show on August 26th at the Double Wide. As soon as they agreed to let me do it, I put this post up. Well, Dave's not. You have to do that. You do have to do that. If you You want, exactly right. Look, if you want to do the things, the dumb shit that's happened to me, I say dumb shit. Like all these ridiculous things that happen. I, I make you this, have to do it. it I, looks crazy, I make this. But. I make this joke with Scott Beggs all the time, and it, I it's it's a joke, but it's there is a there's a half truth to it, which is I was sitting at the bar one day. I had done some mushrooms, and I was DJing. You were stacking. I was DJing at Three Links, and <laughs> that's what we talking. I, I had my DJ rig running a song on stage, and I'm sitting at the bar at Three Links. Waiting for a drink. <laughs> I love that I'm just scene. It, I'm just letting I love it run. that scene. I got sing. I got songs queued up. We're good. Yeah. It wasn't Fifty Cent and Tool, was it? No, no, no. no. It wasn't anything like that. It was all yacht rock. Uh, oh, okay. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, and I'm going to the bar to get a drink, and Scott's sitting next to me. Pete Friedman's over here. Gavin Malloy is there, and they're talking about the the whole tenacious D thing and Scott goes Russo I how 
how did you even make this happen? And I, I took a second and I was like, Scott, have you ever read the book The Secret? And I've never read the book The Secret, but, but you, you get the idea. Right. You've, he went out and bought it the next it, day. No. My mom gave me a copy of it one time and I fucking re-gifted it to somebody. So I have owned a copy at one point, and I gave it away. You just read the front and back cover, and we're like, I've got this figured out. No, not even that. I oh. didn't even know what it was. I just like, I was like, the secret, what is this? And then years later, I learned about what the secret was. Anyway, I made that comment to Scott one day of like, have you ever read the book The Secret? And he he, he fucking fell out of his chair. Damn funny. And so now, anytime everybody, anybody asks me these questions, like, how do you get this to happen? You always have these incredible experiences, all these things. I mentioned all the the build up and like how I try I try to help my friends. I try to get them out of trouble. <laughs> Bigly. No, I no I, I try I'm to a help beautiful person. I, I try to help everybody and I try to build everybody up because I know how hard it is to to get from writing a song to playing it for somebody on the stage. And if you don't respect how difficult that is, you're you don't deserve to be in that presence, in my opinion. Like if you're gonna buy a ticket for a show, you gotta realize how hard it is not just to get on the stage, but to write a song and get it to the point where you feel comfortable enough to play it in front of somebody. That takes so much effort. Yeah, so much like it exactly does. So it's, much like tearing yourself down. Like I don't think yeah. it's good enough. Oh my god! And this is why musicians I feel have mental health problems because they never feel like they're good enough, smart enough. I've got hard drives full of material that exactly. I've always just we sat all there and dwelled on going. And so you know, I don't know if this is good enough for I anybody. Get, I, you you get this question At enough Kansas about all these experiences, and it's I I always come back to like, look, all I do is like I try to help my friends. Uh, I have friends that I know have some kind of small connection or if I can like parlay this guy into doing these other three things that I talk to this person, this person, this person, the tenacious C thing is a good example. Hey, Scott, can I have three links at five o'clock on Saturday? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Bass player from tenacious D that happened to respond to a picture that I posted on Instagram. We're playing at five o'clock on Saturday. What are you guys doing at five? We're free. We'll see you there. It's that's as simple Boom. as it was. Yeah. But I didn't become friends with Scott overnight. I'm not saying that like I had to kiss Scott's ass or anything like that. It's just like you treat someone a certain way. You no. do so much for somebody. They will do things for you. They will pull strings. Yeah. Initially, the answer was no. He was like, no, man, sorry. Saturday, 5 o'clock is soundcheck for another band. Um, they're busy. And rather than him tell me no and not pursue it further, he asked the band about it. Initially, the answer was no. They thought it through and said, oh, yeah, you know what? 5 o'clock is A-OK. -okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another man besides Scott that has done so much for a music scene. Like, we should really try to have him in here. He's he I that like guy has talking. been around that guy's been around since I was in high school uh doing badass shit 
for this music Good. scene. Him and Jeff. He, he is. He is. Uh, you, would, definitely, you should have him and, and uh, Matt Tobin. Yeah. Well, Scott. We, too, I, yeah. I ran into Scott a few times. When I was working at the radio station, and this was back when Drowning Pool was getting their their ship rolling and stuff. But just the the his name comes up in so much cool shit that has come out of the DFW area. If you if there was a he would definitely be one of the nominations for the you know local music king of local music and music promotions and music productions and stuff of DFW I think I would like he, to have a show with him and a show with Jeffrey Lyles that would be yeah. that'd be just freaking great I'll be just here too both of them that'd be a good one um, I bet you they I bet you those two have stories uh, out the wazoo. You know they do. That are I'm happy to help set that up. And I just want so, to talk to Jeffrey about Cottonmouth, Texas. That's all I want to talk to. You uh, <laughs> you you asked a very specific question though earlier, which is, are you from Oakwood or Redwood? Red Oak? No, 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 not oh, not that. That one? was way not earlier. That we one. covered it. Sorry, man. Jesus, okay, dude. God, Let's damn. quit bringing up old. It's shit, so dude. weird. Jeez. I mean, it's it's but, very tense. Uh, talking about that, you asked like, how do you make this? happen you just told us you spent 30 minutes just telling us i don't make it happen it Every, just happens. everyone else does yeah everyone well, else does how many how many dual shows did you guys go to at three links uh, too lot. many i don't even know okay yeah. how many a lot of uh, hk shows there or, or hk yeah. shows like yeah it's it's it's, it's a culmination more. of like years and years of doing things for other people i'm not going to keep going into it but what have you, you done for us nick well, he tagged uh, Joe Rogan on one of our. That was like, funny <laughs> when we first started. We did get a bunch of crazy shit about that. Sorry. Okay, sorry, so man. you did do something for us. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm happy. I'll tag him, and as soon as this is done recording, I'll. Hey, these guys tag. are up the highway. <laughs> you know what? That's my goal. I'm you gonna have, get, man. I'm gonna get you guys on Joe Rogan. You, 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 you know That'll what? Be... I would put you on the list of nominations too for doing things for local music, though, man. I, no, I you really do. would. And it, you've done a. Shit You've ton done for a, a lot ton. of bands and, and, and helped Bef- a lot of people out. Before I even started playing, I started playing drums in 2011. You guys may or may not know this. Well, no, we talked about we, this on yeah, previous shows. And uh, before that, and that shocked the fuck out of me. I I played bass in a local band that didn't really get a lot of attention. That eventually formed into the House Arconan. I saw how tough it was to get people to come to a show. Oh, it's extremely difficult, especially now. But yeah, but and it, that's back then, the, was... the comment I made earlier is like if you can get fifteen people versus fourteen people mm-hmm. is a big thing, especially with as expensive as shit is these days and as little expensive. money as people have. And even if you have to just put them on a guest list or like pay their way in, getting a person there means the world. Uh and so like the littlest thing I can do to make that happen is like if I just have to make a social media post to get one more person to your show. Yeah. Why isn't everybody doing that? Well, what is, what is everybody else doing? Like I, I I don't, I promote everybody's shows. Uh, I I tell people in the background, I I may not show it on social media, but like, Hey dude, go check out this band or like, Hey, let's, uh, I'll buy you a ticket to go see Frozen Soul, or let's go to the Sunshine Bar and see the shittiest bands that are around play. And you know what? There might be a fucking diamond in the rough. You don't you know that. Did. You might see Convoy and the Cattlemen, which is one of the best fucking bands around. Like you don't know what you're gonna see. 
let someone drag you out to a show. Let like just be open to an experience. Yeah. I and I, that's one of the things I like about this platform we've had for ten years now is having an avenue for the scene and people to come on and promote and talk about things and to promote each other and to promote things and getting it going. Um, I like having that here. I like hearing stuff like this and hopefully it, it kind of spills out to other people that every once in a while, I don't want to get into a diatribe, but every once in a while you get into a, a stalemate in the scene. Yeah. And to where it kind of sucks and nobody, you see it that nobody's really helping each other out or, Everybody gets offended because this certain band did. I I had this certain band play my show, but they didn't invite me to play this show. You know, Some they petty, didn't reciprocate the favor and stuff. And it's like, God, you just got to get over that. There's um, that's yes. a you know you got to set you got to set your ego aside. So, yeah, put your ego aside. Get past that and just There's, continue helping people out, no matter well, what. Someone just made. About a month ago, made this whole tirade on Facebook about not his band not being helped out, but he's helped out all these other bands. Blah 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 blah, and went off. And it was just the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. There's a lot of egos on the west side of town. It's just chill out, relax. Well, saying I'd say there's a lot of egos on the on the down side of town. Just absolutely not. I've been in y'all's jam room. I know about those egos. Well, dude, (laughs) here's the thing: is like. We'll get asked to do a show with somebody. I'm shitting on you. And we'll just playing with you. We'll say no, and the immediate response is like, Oh, you're too good for us. No, no, no. It's, dude, come on, man. It's going to be a real good show. (laughs) I promise, dude. You're going to want to be on this one. When's the last time you played O'Reilly's? Well, actually, they're closed now. Um, Are they really? Yeah. Breaking news. When did this happen? When did this happen? Breaking news: O'Reilly's in Dallas, Texas is closed. They didn't ask us to go play the final show. Hey, can we call Michael Irvin? It closed. closed. When did they close? Closed. Closed. In the last like twenty four hours. Seriously? Yeah. Man, we lose. Thanks for breaking the news, man. News, 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 news. Breaking news. All right. Yeah. Dallas is closed. I was at Beck. Sorry, I had yeah. Beck shit to do. I had two turbo tune turntables and a microphone to jack no, off. No, the thing, the the point I was. But getting wait, to hold on, is, hold on. Oh, sorry. That's two big clubs in a month. You lose the rail. Big you clubs, lose O'Reilly's. Are they really big clubs? I'm, I'm tapping accessible, the brakes. Accessible, accessible, clubs. and they serve. They served a certain demographic of musicians very well. I hated the place. Both of them. I had fun when I played. I, I liked going to them. I didn't like that playing them was kind of a pain in the butt and everything. I've played O'Reilly's before. Yeah, you just get yeah. shit, real shit faced, and we played O'Reilly's. And after our set, we were asked to keep going, and keep going, and keep going. Well, I think the reason going. why we, the last time I played there, we played two sets because the other bands didn't show up, so we just played the rest of the night. The was real, that I was once eating steadfast. I, I thought the real closed a month ago. I played O'Reilly's in the shittiest band I was ever in. It's nothing against O'Reilly's. It is. They don't do. It's in a, a weird good job spot. of filter. It's in a weird place. They don't do a good job of filtering who it is comes through there. That's true. If somebody says, "Hey, I want to play your bar," they go, "Okay, cool. What day?" Yeah, yeah. and then you get to play there. Rich is right. Which the, is the, drink, the drinks great. at O'Reilly's were insane. Which is great. Yeah. We you you have to have those places. Yeah, I, I like to think that uh, Reno's is like a step above that. 
I like to think that. I like Reno's. Reno's fun. Reno's is fun. I like. They the just Lakers, had bearing huh? teeth there. They were bearing teeth and playing a few years. Really? The yeah. Black metal. Oh, shit. The ones that are in the room next door to you. Yeah. Huh. They sound the stuff they're working on sounds actually pretty cool. You know their guitar player. I've known him since he was three years old. Is he a Red Oakian? No, he's an Arlingtonian. Arlingtonian. Oh. So he didn't have we any of the water across the street from each other. Really? Yeah. Sleep in a coffin. Oh. I like listening to those guys practice. Andrew, yeah, Andrew, <laughs> Show up early. And I'm like, good but God. Um, but fun. no, uh, uh, I, I feel like there's. You have to have that venue that is. Little, I'm trying to be the most political I can. That hear. lets everybody that is go play. Accessible. Accessible. Yes. Where when I say, hey, I want to play a show, they got to go, have the dream okay. worlds of this world. Exactly. You got to have the rail clubs. You got to have the rail clubs. You got to have the dream worlds. However, rail club is like too big to be that kind of place. They had fucking Randy and Leahy. They had Creed Bratton. They had NRCD. You know who died there? I don't. On stage. I don't. Why are we going to talk about the bad things that happened? Okay, we won't talk about <laughs> You guys had some other stuff to talk about, didn't you, besides music? Like, uh, I, I feel like it. I've been fucking flapping Let's my see. gums for a minute. Where do we go? How, how far are we into this? Two hours? Yeah, we're pretty much done. So uh, No, dude, we got to keep going, man. I, I feel gotta, like we got another hour at I least. I feel like we're glazing over Jesse's story again. Mike Sakasha. I mean, we're getting asked chat room. Mike Sakasha died on stage at... Yeah. Why would, uh, we, did, why would we talk about things I, that happened? I feel like, like we got another hour. Do you got somewhere to go? Do what? No, no. What? That's what I thought. All right, so I'm let's talk about now, UFOs sir. or some shit, no, dude. The last thing <laughs> I want to talk about uh, here. Uh, we didn't even talk about I Sunday need, Metallica, dude. That's what I was going to get to. The <laughs> other, th- but the other thing is, real quick, interjection. I got to get off this show because Disney tried to fuck us over tonight. Yeah, I wanted to. See, oh, what was dude, that fucking about? Ahsoka, dude. Ahsoka uh, coming out? They launched Ahsoka Two tonight episodes. at eight o'clock. Nine o'clock. Two. Yeah. No. Yeah. Eight o'clock Central. To combat against this show, they're scared of us. Yeah, I'm so geeking out on Foundation. I probably won't get to it till next week. I'm all caught up. I'm all caught up. There's only two seasons, right? Yeah, and they're not even oh, done with the second season. Yeah, try these. They're not this done with the, the second season. Sweet and spicy. Let me see a sweet and spicy. Anyway, um, yeah, Sunday we had more Metallica snacks. Um, second. Do you guys have sh- any good snacks at the Metallica shows? Uh, I had nachos. I was, had a, rule. You ever had a hundred dollar pizza? That was pretty good. I had a good nachos, cheese dip. Up nachos rule. The sweet. The sweets pizzas are a hundred dollars if you have a sweet. You gotta be shitting me. Nope. Did y'all see Oppenheimer? No, not yet. Is Sundays, that the one about Barbie? Can I bitch about something? Go for it. Let me hear it. Sunday's Metallica set wasn't as strong as Fridays. I agree. Yeah, everybody agrees that. Well, How was the attendance? I like How was the attendance at the I don't second know, that was a one? Bunch of drugs, hundred thousand. Oh, it was the same. Mm-hmm. Man, I would never have thought that with those two mm-hmm. bands. People came in from all over the country to see their show. Mm-hmm. I ran into someone at Target that was from New Brunswick. They're spending the weekend here. Yeah, they swung by Target before going. They all had their, all the ladies had their Metallica stuff on. Oh, now we get the munchos. They all have their Metallica stuff on. Five finger shirts on. Go. No five finger. Five Did finger, you see five bunch. finger? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> he was on a bunch of drugs, man. Oh, okay. I, I got I got to AT and T Stadium on Sunday, 
The last thing I remember is smoking cigarettes in the parking lot. <laughs> and With I meth? don't I don't smoke cigarettes. Mm, I've never seen you smoke a cigarette, I think. Um, the second night, if you want to run through it real quick, you open strong with they whip. Closed tri- with one. No, they didn't. Or they, they you open strong with whiplash. Whom the bell tolls, ride the lightning. We're great. Then we have to hit San Anger, a dirty window. <laughs> and I know a few people were like, "Holy shit, it's dirty window! My God, that's badass." Then seventy-two seasons. If darkness had a sun, which. Feels racist to me. I don't like the name title there. Seven fade to black. Winner. Another racist. I love seeing fade to black. Song. No. I, I remember l- that moment. I love songs about suicide. Suicide I songs are the greatest. Out of my seat and walking over from my section to the section that the Dodies were sitting in, and going like squeezing between everybody and going. <laughs> <laughs> and you were that guy, huh? That was, was me. Singing. Sorry to ever, everybody. Have you ever stopped and looked at your life, like I have, and gone, man, all my favorite songs are either about drug abuse or suicide? I think that's what all the cool ones uh-huh. are wrote about, right? Those are all my favorite songs. They're, that's what they're about. So then, You Must Burn, Call of the Cthulhu. Could have hung around. That one, They should have brought Mustang out, dude. They should have. You got any more beer in there? Oh, yes, sir, man. Yes, then, sir. no leaf clover. Who cares? I think I drank all mines. Wherever I may roam. No. Last one? I don't oh, care. Yeah, dude. Wherever I may roam. Actually, I care about that one, dude. Well, I Here's to, why. I had a girlfriend named Rome, and they well, used to sing that I'm song. I'm so sorry, me. but here's why. It's weird. Uh, when I was a young lad. Yeah. That's what I was. I was uh, a young see. lad when this happened. 1994. Two years after this album came out. Mm-hmm. You asked me not to not burp into the microphone. He told you that. Somebody did. Okay. I remember three years after that album came out. I remember trying to like sit and learn. Wherever I'm in room. Boom. And it's on a fucking sitar. Yeah. It's like trying to learn. It's like trying to learn Nookie from Limp Biscuit. You got to have that goddamn four string guitar that he made out of nothing. If you saw him on the Black Tour, you saw James actually play a sitar. Sure, it was on a stand, and that was kind of cool. But at my dumb ripe age of fucking nine years old, when I'm trying to learn this song, so my uh, well, let's finish this out here. Uh, or eleven. Sorry. Moth into a flame. Uh huh. Battery. Yes. Whiskey Hell in a jar. Yeah. I would have Whiskey liked to. Have, I haven't seen that live in a I while. I would have liked to have had turn the page instead. I would have liked. That to was have the conversation had we had. Amongst Tuesday's my gone. I'd love to have had Tuesday's on as well. Then one. Then Inner Sandman, and that's it. Done. They close with Inner Sandman. I mean, is that is that not a killer double shot? It is. So the first and time, forgiven one and unforgiven. What was the what was the ninety seven one Metallica thing? Two shot Tuesday, yeah, or <laughs> mandatory Metallica. Mandatory Metallica. Mandatory Metallica. Was it two Metallica songs? Dang, I thought it was just an hour of Metallica That's every mandatory night. Mandatory Metallica. So my buddy Jose sent me the other night a ticket stub of when he saw Metallica and oh, his summer sanitarium is sitting on the floor, cost like seventy five bucks. Yeah. So the first time I saw him, I got it right here. Does it show up on there? I don't know. 
Burn. Back it up a little bit. Now it's getting weird. Move it forward a little bit. We'll move it forward. Oh, we'll make man. it. We'll go this way. Okay. Show it over here, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can see it. There you go. There it is. There it is. There it is. Well, well, there okay. Guns and Roses. It kind of went away. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Metallica Holy shit. At Texas Stadium on Saturday, September 5th, 1992. Opening band. Faith No More. No shit. The ticket That's cost. the first time you saw them? Twenty-seven dollars and fifty cents. This is the first time you saw him. Yeah, on the floor. Uh, no, we weren't on the floor. We were in the, uh, the lower bowl, though. Then I'm, I'm missing a whole bunch of ticket stubs, but the next one I could find was Ferris, mm. uh, the Lollapalooza, which was in a cornfield. Which I, me and Jose were talking about this is, you know, he likes seeing one again on Sunday, and I was like, I'm chasing a dragon because. I was the greatest one ever. I, I felt like I was in Vietnam yeah, when yeah. in the <laughs> cornfield, in the pitch dark, right, and explosions are going off everywhere, a, and you're like, well, they were carrying bodies out there's at that show, too. There's a fact I didn't mention yet that I learned about this weekend. You know, each of those pillars? Yeah. They had enough speaker power in each one of those pillars to, for one arena. Yeah. Each yeah. one of those pillars. It sounded great. And there was great. like eight of them. It sounded fantastic in there. I thought... I thought it sounded pretty there damn good. A bad I didn't know they were such a fan of Striper. Yeah, with the uh, the black and yellow beach balls. Tarrant County Convention oh, man, those Center. Beach balls were a nightmare when I was all fucked up on Friday night. <laughs> Tarrant County Convention Center. This was the cunning stunts time. With the man May, on fire. May 9th and May tenth, nineteen ninety seven. Those tickets cost twenty seven dollars and fifty cents. How much? $27.50. It was back when on merch cost more on than the, the tickets. It was back when merch cost more than the tickets. Yeah. When t-shirts actually cost money. So, I'm missing a bunch of tickets between 97 and 2008. You i got to go find that, them. You were at that 96 uh, Lollapalooza, though, weren't you? Yeah. Yep. And that's when we just come out. That was great. That was my first one. That's where it felt like you were in you're Vietnam. In really in Viet- Vietnam. Because you're in a cornfield okay. and all sorts of shit's exploding. I was in sixth grade. And it's pitch black. That was the best Soundgarden show I'd you're ever seen. You're probably one of those little kids I pushed over. Probably. Get the fuck out of the pit, kid. I got, I got hit in the head with uh, bags of ice multiple times. That happens. Um, I saw Sponge. Oh, the yeah. The Ramones. Psychedelica. Melvins, Psychedelica. Melvins. Soundgarden, Rancid, Rancid, and Metallica. I was in. It was the summer between sixth and seventh. You're grade. missing one of the greatest things ever, though, because you had Soundgarden too, but you had um, Ramon Sponge. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. Oh shit, he was there. Waylon Jennings played. He was, and he whipped out. Just a good old boy. Didn't mean it. Do you remember how you had to go in one road in that so, place? Yeah, it took like I, it took three like hours, three hours to get, to get, out get there. there. I felt like I was. You see how helicopter emergency helicopters coming in and out? That was in Ferris, Texas. Ferris. I lived in Red Oak, Texas yeah. at the time. So you could have walked. Same water. I could. Yeah. Yep. You you know the uh, the mascot of Ferris, the Yellow Jackets? Yeah. You ever seen this? Oh. You seen this? Have you seen this? Oh. Yeah. Get your Google images out. Pull it up. Ferris Yellow Jackets. That yellow jacket's cranking his hog on the water he tower. Is. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I it was that. the it was the summer between sixth and seventh grade, and my brother had convinced my you dad. Find it, Dad. You need to let Nick come to this concert with me. 
We're going to see all these amazing bands. It's in the middle of this empty field. It's going to be totally safe, totally fine. He's going to be okay. Oh, a fornicator. It was so hot. And we go so hot. to 96 Lollapalooza. People are falling out. And it was fun. It was the I first was, concert I've been to where they had a mist tent that you could I was, walk through. Yeah, I was so young that I... I wasn't quite impacted by the elements as much as I could have been. We if understand. I, if I went today, I, I'd have a fucking heart attack. I'd be white as a ghost. I'd be dead. But uh, I don't think I'd go now. Like, in that's, I'm in not 1996, going that it was okay. You want Here's that set thing. list? In a second. God, it's in so a badass. And so uh, we, at that point in my life, um, I started playing guitar when I was eight years old. And at that time, I was, let's see, math, 12, I was 12 years old, I was born in 83, started at 8, I was 11, right, 12, somewhere around, impressionable anyway, young lad, my brother had introduced me to Nirvana, Soundgarden, Silverchair, all these grunge bands, and then I had another friend who had an older brother that introduced him to Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer. And so I had both these angles of musical uh, introduction, right? so to say. This show in Ferris <sighs> opened and closed with a cover. We'll get to that. And so I... Are you I, running this show now? I am running this show. I'm the producer. Okay. We're just going to sit back. I'm the there. leader. We'll see what's going on. I I go to this show in Ferris, and I was I was I actually had this the Sponge album that had just come out. That's a good album. You know that one, Wax yeah. Static, the one with uh, Wax when static. I wake up, some ew, dream. Ew, I ew, ew, that ew, 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 ew. Yeah, yeah. He played. They played the side Ooh, stage too. They did. And so did the Melvins. Melvins was, that. and I didn't. I had never even. I think that's the first time I saw Melvins. That had never even come across my radar. All of a sudden, you're getting and introduced I, to Sludge. I'm like, uh, dude, what are these guys doing? I can do this. Yeah. And Psychedelica. <laughs> wasn't Psychedelica all like painted in silver? I can't remember. I don't quite remember. They're that. All painted in silver. And oh, I probably made my way to the main stage. Didn't they do some weird was, thing in the middle was, of the day uh, too, where they did like a hypnosis type thing or something too? I think it was Rancid, Ramones, Soundgarden, Metallica. If I'm not mistaken, oh, uh, order wise, am I right on that? I drunk myself. Rancid, sober Ramones, at that Soundgarden, show. Metallica. What was the order? I think I'm. I'm it was Rancid. Computer in front of you, possibly. I think it was. Uh, I'm looking at the what you thing. just said. Rancid, Soundgarden, then... No, Rancid, Ramones, then Soundgarden, then, then Metallica. And and I had never even... The Ramones were not even a, a word in my... Vocabulary? Vocabulary at that point. I was all about fucking... At that point, I was all about Leonard Skinner, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Skinner. Doobie Brothers. Uh, yeah, crank that up. 1996. Let's you hear, ready? Let's hear the order. It would have started with Psychotica in the morning. Screaming Trees. I forgot about Screaming Trees. Oh, yeah. Screaming Trees played that. That was the other one. That's yeah. And I remember being there for that. I was like, you're right. Bro, we got to be there. I told my brother, I was like, we got to be there as soon as the show starts. Mark Lanigan's fucking going to shred this thing. Which sold me some stuff at uh, the Sub Pop store. Um, 
this is what was crazy was you were right. The Shaolin monks did a whole thing. Yeah. And then Some meditation hypnosis thing. Rancid. Then the Ramones. Uh-huh. Then Waylon Sound. Jennings. Then Soundgarden. Oh yeah. Waylon Jennings was uh Then Soundgarden. Right then Metallica. Soundgarden. Man. That's pretty cool. Waylon Jennings, that was... What about the side stage? It's funny, because I, f- I forgot about The side about stage here... I remember Sponge. That's oh, I, I forgot remember. Girls Against Boys was over there. Ben's Fold 5 was over there. Ben Fold's 5? Soul Coughing, Sponge. Soul Coughing. Melvin's. I remember Soul Coughing. Um, and then 311. 311 was there? Yes. And Doubt in the Ferris show. Yeah. Uh, Violent Films. The- Violent Films, I remember them. Wait, uh, I saw the... Fuck, I don't remember any of this. Wu-Tang was at some shows. And Cheap Trick was some... 311 was not Three Eleven was not at the Ferris show. I'm pretty sure they were. They could not have been. If they were there, they weren't I would have known. There. I what? mean, there weren't anything back then. They were just still 1996, I knew 311 very, very well. I promise you I would have seen 311. They could not have been at the Ferris show. I thought they were. I thought they were too, because I remember every, all, all my friends freaking nah, out. And I was dude. like, "This band fucking sucks." I don't give a shit about. Let's <laughs> get cool here. Yeah. Peanut's brother went to UNT, so Peanut beat that thing. Um, yeah. All right. So the Metallica show that night opened with "So What." Yeah. From Cre- from Load. No, the cover. The Garage Inc. I fucked oh, a sheep. I fucked a goat. I ran yeah, my cock right, right down, down its throat. throat. So a lot what? Of stuff from Load on that so set. So what? Though. Uh, it's on there. They Creeping Death, Sabbath True, Ain't My Bitch, they Whiplash. Do it day. ain't my bitch. Fade to Black, not a bad song. I'm, 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 I'm cool with it. King Nothing, One, Until It Sleeps, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Until Wherever I May Roam, Nothing Else Matters. Interesting, man. Then the encore was Last Caress, Master of Puppets, and then they did Overkill. I, I forgot remember, about Overkill. I remember, I remember walking out before Last Caress. I remember standing at the very, very back of the venue. At the very, very back. Like, waiting to hear, how are they going to start the encore? And it was, I got something to say. Dun, dun. I raped your baby today. Or it's Mother Today. It's the first one. I raped your mother today. And it... Freaking yeah. misfits. <laughs> uh, misfits a lot are of playing at my buddy Adam's house next weekend. What uh, What'd you guys have on the list besides uh, Metallica weekend? UFOs? Pretty we much knocked UFOs? it out, man. Uh, yeah, I just had some real quick questions, and then, yeah. Uh, um, not, we, we shouldn't. We questions should, for you. Look, you guys got Nick Russo on the fucking cast right now. Let's not, I know. Let's not waste his time. Let's We're not wasting it. Here we go. These are the last three questions. I, I pulled these up today because I thought they were interesting. I saw them floating around. And, I got something uh, to say. <laughs> you raped my mother today? That's I'm probably weird. That this is weird that we got into this. Uh, all right. Oh. Y'all got any beers left in there? Yes, sir. We do. We something close you to sure a you need one? You sure you need one? Yep. Sure do. Oh, hell yeah. What's this? Russo, what's your most hated food? Um. So... My answer to that today is most seafood. Really? However, uh-huh. when you ask someone if they do or do not like seafood, 
and they say yes or no. If they say yes, you open your mouth. What what type no. of seafood would you expect someone to say that they hate the most? Uh, carp. <laughs> no, any, any seafood. Any escargot. Like, I'm not a fan of escargot. Well, those are snails. Um, those are whatever. Uh, calamari. People get pissed off about calamari. They're very polarized I, about calamari. I actually love oysters. Oysters are not bad. I'm not a big fan of oysters. They're not bad. A little but Tabasco. I, dis- I dislike like uh, shrimp. Not a big fan. I love shrimp. Here's the problem I have with shrimp. Everyone cooks it wrong. It's always fucking chewy. It's disgusting. People don't know how to cook shrimp. Well, if you're good at doing shrimp, you fry it. If you're good at cooking shrimp, it doesn't taste like a fucking eraser when you're done with it. Oh, that's true. So that's where my a lot of calamari is like that. Uh, I like to fry shrimp. I will if somebody puts a if somebody puts a hunk of salmon or tuna or whatever in front of me, I'll eat it. But my my least favorite food is like generally seafood, but I I like oysters, which are like the most hated type of seafood. I'm not a big fan of seafood, but I did fall in love with whitefish over in Ireland. That's racist. Because it was so just perfect. Done. I, I literally everywhere. had I had the conversation England with, same way. I had the conversation with James uh Hetfield. Saturday night, Hetfield, Saturday night. I told him I was like, Man, I, I need to I need to start cooking more fish, like fillets of fish. I need to start cooking them myself because I feel like any time I've had it it's been cooked wrong and I can cook better than most you you have to go somewhere. That's because you're a chef. Well, and you have to go somewhere like you can't go to a fucking Lake Palestine and have catfish at uh, you know the catfish no, you corral. To, you have to any, where it stinks and smells like shit. You got to go somewhere where fish is cooked any right. Any dish you ever cook, I don't care if it's seafood, steak, chicken, whatever, you have to start with good ingredients. And catfish is and not a do, good ingredient. Well, no, 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 no. There's some good catfish. You can start with good can, catfish. I've had good catfish. Fuck you, I've, catfish, Sam. I've, I've, Look I've at eat, you. No, no, no. I've eaten, I've eaten catfish before that I, I've enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend, uh, dear friend. I've gone to Louisiana with him before. His dad's done fish fries. His dad cooks fish better than anyone I know in a fryer. It's incredible. But... You have to start with good, fresh ingredients. If you do not start with good, fresh ingredients, you are not going to have a good end result. But if you're in Panama City Beach and you walk into a place that smells like... And I'm, I'm not going to eat fish there. I'm yeah. going to order fucking tendies and cheese sticks. Or I'm going to go somewhere else. And I'm going to drink a million Coors Lights. Yeah. Um, you wake up tomorrow and you're omnipotent, meaning you can do anything you want. What would you do? Omnipotent is the word. <laughs> no, it's omnipotent. I was wondering if you get it. I wonder how much do, you've had to drink. I've had... Uh, but you caught it, so you're good. Years. Um, yeah. If I were omnipotent, if I could do anything... Omnipotent. If I could do anything... <laughs> It would be it would be focused on helping other people. Uh, I am very very focused on making sure everyone is here. I I have a very 
I have a very big problem with uh, not just our country but the world of the way uh, classism exists mm-hmm. and there are so many different levels of people in the world and it's it's not uh, well don't worry there's only about to be two I know it's yeah. uh, well we're working it, our way to just have two is yeah we're almost a two I, f- I feel <laughs> like it's it's the elites and everyone else. The yeah. amount of work that would be required to uh, have a three-class system, and it, maybe even a four- or five-class system, is not far off. If you think about the amount of money that was dedicated towards, um, for instance, uh, repairing cities in COVID, uh, there were $350 billion that were donated. I don't know if you've read this story or not. $350 billion donated to the United States from the government for a city like uh la for instance they almost got two billion dollars and look where they are that now was supposed to be focused on building um not free but very very cheap or uh subsidized housing for the homeless and if you talk to people in la their biggest complaint is how many homeless people do we have on the street okay way too many I, I don't want to get into the, the politics side of things, but if you uh, – I, 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 if, if, if it were up to me and I could do anything, I would take every bit of resource and effort and uh, ability to help the disenfranchised, the homeless, the – everyone that is uh, in – disabilities like everyone and and try to bring them from here to another level because it doesn't take much if you think about someone that's living on the street and how much it costs to put him into nothing against this room but like to give them a room like this and a toilet and a shower it does not cost that much it doesn't uh we're talking maybe three or four hundred dollars a month and I would do that, and then my. I tell you what, op- I do two chicks <laughs> at the same time, and then my second option uh, would probably yeah, it'd be two chicks at the same time, and then my third option, <laughs> it would be to uh, go to Bali, and I would sit with an acoustic guitar, and I would, um, whatever little hut or shack would allow me to play music for them for the day. For thousands of dollars, I would do that. Or you I could would, just take money. I would entertain people. Because you're omnipotent. you got to watch out for the cobras, man. They don't have snakes in Bali. They don't? Uh-uh. They have... They have uh, Hawaii doesn't have snakes. They have better li- Google that, they have, little, they have little huts that float over the ocean yeah. in Bali. And, and I, would go, I, would, I would go entertain people in, in Bali. That would be... That would be my. Uh, you have my a dream th- to be in Bollywood. My number three-ish someday. Bollywood is different than Bali. Okay. So Bollywood is more focused on India, Pakistan. I want to go to Bollywood. Uh, Bali is like a small island place in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. All right. Last you, question. You looked at the map. <laughs> No, yeah. I will, no. though, tonight. You need to study a map. <laughs> we got questions over here? Anybody? Nope. This is the last question right here. What is something non-sexual you enjoy doing naked? 
naked. Yes. That's easy. Take a shit. No, no, no. no. Well, of course. What are you, Everyone Donnie? loves to do that. Um, naked? Maybe. Something you enjoy doing non-sexual. Naked. Appearing on Naked and Afraid. Oh, man. That's... I like surviving. Honest, honestly, like, I... When I'm... When I am naked because of my... Like, how I feel about my body and stuff, I'm like, oh, I gotta put underwear on. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, I gotta put a t-shirt on. But... Uh, Sleeping's pretty great. The question. Yeah, what, repeat the question one more time. Because what I is think, something non-sexual you enjoy doing naked? I like sharpening pencils. I like. <laughs> I like. Uh, I like frying a pound of bacon and getting a sizzle chest. There you go. My favorite. I'm gonna sleeping's pretty good, but my favorite making a grilled cheese maybe swimming. Yeah, swimming's fun. pretty good. Swimming's but, pretty man, great. Dude, There's something I, about it, man. You're just yeah. like. Mm. Unless there's like somebody, unless there's Make somebody it. else that really wants to see what what it is you're flopping around in that pool, like you don't have to have people around to do it. You can just like I, I used know, to have a swimming pool it. back Just here. I, used to I like do it doing naked jujitsu. Uh, let me ask you guys a couple like, questions. What's his name in Moret? The dad. Let me ask you guys a couple questions. Okay. What is? Then I got to get out of here. I got to go. So you give me a couple. Ten thirty, dude. I know. I've got. I've got to get up at. at I got kids too, dude. <laughs> no, I have stuff I have to take care of tonight. Okay, one question. Naked. One question. Nope. In in the last six months, what is the most proud moment you've had? Mm, the last six months. Just seeing my son graduate. Bam. Yeah. Done. Ali, Ali, uh, my Ali graduated too. Yeah. Um, that was easy. Yeah, I getting married again. I never never thought I'd get married again. I'm pretty proud. That, of that. happened. Yeah, no yeah, shit. So, I'm pretty proud that I, someone I, I married. I knew you got that. engaged, but I didn't know you got married, man. <laughs> yeah. Fucking a. Yeah, we slid it under the radar. Kind of uh, sneaky, yeah. sneaky wedding. What, what about you? Uh, my most proud moment. Ooh. Ooh. Oh God, there's so many. Well, that was pretty cool. What happened on no. Saturday? <laughs> yeah, yeah. S- Saturday would would probably be up there. Um, I've had some some pretty uh, incredible work uh, achievements happen. I'm not going to talk about job stuff, but yeah, I would say Saturday is is probably pretty high up there. Being able to it's a pretty damn good one. Being in the same room as those guys is one thing. Like that's, but to to play and then to hear the feedback and how a guy that plays in one of the biggest bands in the world ever feels <laughs> feels about your band is yeah. uh it's it's pretty high up there yeah that's that's it's really freaking badass it is yeah i would say that um but uh also my most proud moment for the year is probably going to happen on saturday when you turn 40 made it I turned 40. Uh, we haven't talked about this show too much. And, we did talk about it earlier. But we just touched on it. So let's do it. It's at Double Wide. It's at Double Wide. We've got a whole evening prepared. So I reached out months, months ago to Double Wide, and I asked, can I have the venue and can I have the bar? And they agreed. And so in the bar... 
We're going to have Yacht Rock DJs all night long. Yes. Awesome. Spinning only records. Sweet. Playing nothing but the softest, smoothest Yacht Rock jams. <laughs> I keep forgetting <laughs> all in love anymore. Listening to that uh, yesterday. We're going to in the venue open with Lazy DC. Uh, mostly, that's a Motley Crue cover band, right? You're going to uh, play Bridge Band, hundred percent Motley Crue. Uh, no, it's 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 mostly Bon Scott era ACDC. So no Bridge Band. We have one. God, I wish someone. Would we have with one Brian Johnson ACDC song in the set. Comes at the end. That band. Includes myself, Michael Doty, as Malcolm Young, Greg Altuna. He's not alive anymore, right? Malcolm, I think is. Uh, I think he's dead. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Angus is still around. Angus is still alive. <laughs> as Angus Young, we have Greg Altuna. Okay. As uh, what's the fucking bass player's name? I mean, no one really cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> we got Tommy Roberts from Tone Shop Guitars. It's normally just you worry about the Youngs on vocals. We got and Brian Johnson. Or we Bones got Lou guys. Reynolds. That's the first set. Second set. Nick Russo, Casey Dennington, acoustic only. Tenacious D. Ooh. Oh, where we're gonna do uh, candlelight? I don't have unplugged. The, unplugged. I don't have the songs worked out yet, but. Probably 10-ish or 12 songs. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing five full band Tenacious D songs. James Lubrell on drums. Michael Doty on guitar. Scott White from Duel on bass guitar. Casey Dennington on acoustic guitar. Full band Tenacious D. And then Fugitive. Because Fugitive likes to and headline then, everything. Uh, Fugitive, <laughs> they're going to show up and they're going to fuck all your moms. There you go. Well, the devil be there. The devil will not be in the house that <laughs> night. I'm sorry, man. We can summon. We could try to summon him. So I'll give you the set list. Exclusive. Bring him my pick. Exclusive. Destiny. Fugitive set list? This is going to be the full band Tenacious D set. Oh, okay. Rock Your Socks. All right. We've never played ever. Okay. Explosivo. I'm gonna rock you. I'm gonna rock your socks. Explosivo, which we have played before. Uh, after that is gonna be after the rain by Nelson. No, I. Man, I <laughs> now that would be a cool cover band, huh? Bread fan. Nelson. I keep, I keep forgetting the, the set list. Do Nelson uh, oh, no, Here it is. Uh, so, Rock Your Socks, Explosivo, okay. The Road. The Road. Full band. The Road's good. Yeah, yeah the Road's good. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Full band. And then Kickapoo to close the set. That's the set list. Sclusi on the Jerry Jones Sound podcast. That's Exclusive. a night. That is a <laughs> night. That's a night right there. Right there. Good night. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, the ACDC set. If you guys are fans of like Powerage, Highway to Hell. What about Steel of the Night? High Voltage. We're actually we're doing the live version of High Voltage. If you maybe want. What's to the add song that, that I really outro. like? Uh, are you doing ACDC's Living on a Prayer? If you want blood, no. you got it's it in there, bud. That's my like. If we do a set and Dirty that Deep. song 
It's not in there. Sorry, bud. That's later. No, that's on. Uh, uh, oh yeah, no, Dirty Deeds is on there. I think it is on. Uh, on it's on the Dirty Deeds album. It is on the Dirty Deeds <laughs> album. You're right. God damn it. Huh? What other songs? Let's throw some See others if you out. Try to marginalize so, all AC DC knowledge what? again. Biggest balls of mold. We're not doing, we're not doing big balls. Son of a bitch. Okay. Sin City. Sin City's good. Uh, rock and Roll Damnation. You know what song I could do? Down Payment Blues. I know y'all won't play this because it's late, late, late era, but I have made a pack with whomever. He wants to do Thunderstruck. Well, that's it. With Thunderstruck? If I never hear Thunderstruck again in my life, you can take a week off of it. Dude, we're not. We never, never played that at the Eagle. Never gonna, we're never going to learn Thunderstruck. That's never played at the stadium ever. No. <laughs> For when the cheerleaders walk out. They don't out ever play Weed and Boys time. either. Or the Kelly Clarkson. Get up, oh, get Clarkson. up, get up. And I wanna. All right. Oh, I gotta get out of here. I do too. Because I got to. Uh, there's travel shit sleep. happening. I'm gonna sleep in your yard, dude. <laughs> okay. It's happened before. You got a trampoline yeah. out there. Look how cool I look, dude. You do look Fucking cool. Sunglasses, dude. Sunglasses. You almost they look as cool everything. as Dodie. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. So this weekend. Come out to the double Saturday, wide. Saturday, baby. Hey, if you listen to this podcast and you come to the show and you show me that you listened to it on your YouTube channel, I will buy you a beer. What time? Uh, or what time is everything starting? Right? First band nine thirty. Music in the bar, yacht rock. Yeah. starts at nine. So we got yacht rock DJs. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, you did. Thirty seconds. You talked about it. Myself, right. Hampton Mills, Melissa Meow, Gavin. You don't have the the biggest yacht rock DJ of all. Who? Jorts? Where's he at? I'll tell you after. Oh, okay. All right. So come out this Saturday, double wide, double he needs wide. To be on the show too, pretty soon. And right? we'll uh, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll make love and look in the mirror. We get our noses stuffed up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're out of here with that later.